0: With The podcast that lives, breathes and dies classic movies We are your hosts, me, Ryan Etherington And joining me as always, the Omega Man to my Omega 3 fish oil The bearded messiah, Jimmy Murphy In today's episode, we venture into the past with James Cameron's machine-turned-sidekick sci-fi classic The Terminator So join us as we formulate a plan to save our true love's yet to be born son Conveniently steal some Nike high-tops and somehow convince ourselves that we stand a chance against an overly-sized Austrian cyborg as we bury our bones with the Terminator.
1: is yesterday's news out with the old and in with the new you heard it here first Betamax is where it is happening and the only place to start your collection is the Willie Parks Betamax parlour we have all the greats and their hidden gems you've never heard of like the crocodile killer which way is west and how do I get there and of course the classic and maggots ate my homework that's just the tip of the iceberg all you need is a third for the silver screen and a compatible Betamax player to enjoy everything we have to offer at Willie Parks' Betamax parlour. You don't even need a membership, just imagination. Located opposite the Little Chef on the Wall Road, ask for Willie and you could be one step closer to Betamax satisfaction.
0: 1984's The Terminator James Cameron when was the first time you saw this if you can remember
2: yeah um, I, I, I can't remember exactly like, I was thinking about this yesterday and I know when I first saw it I know how I first saw it and I was trying to remember In, Originally, I was like, so what happened was like, I got up one morning and my dad said to me there was a film on last night I think you would like it's the sort of rubbish you watch I recorded it for you.
0: Good start. Yeah, yeah. that's how he talks <laughs> to me.
2: <Yeah>. Still. <laughs> um, it's the sort of rubbish you like, um, so I recorded it, and it was, obviously, The Terminator. I think I was about eight. <laughs> 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 and I've been trying to think, oh, oh like trying to exactly nail down how i I think the oldest i was was 11 and it's somewhat i was somewhere between 8 and 11 but that little insight into my parenting my parents parenting skills nothing um,
0: like 80s western parenting (laughs) yeah, yeah
2: yeah. so sort of rubbish you'd like i've recorded i don't think i knew i'd never heard of of the terminator i'm not sure whether i knew who arnie was at the time he was a huge star. I mean, it was on telly, so it was many years, many, many years after. Was it? Is it eighty four? Nineteen eighty four. It's so old, isn't it? So I think. Slightly 50 sidetracked. Fifty years old. So when's the second film? Ninety two.
0: Ninety one. Ninety one. Ninety two. How old is John Connor on. supposed to be
2: in that film? Then
0: I think he's supposed to be about eleven or twelve. Which doesn't make sense, right? Uh. Because he can only be six. I don't think it's set in ninety one though. Is it not? I, well, I don't think they they quite. I don't they think just they don't call, mention
2: yeah. the year. I mean,
0: the fact in the first film, Sarah Connor is 18. Is she? And looks about 35? Yeah.
2: <laughs> it was the 80s. As previously it, yeah. discussed, though, it was the 80s, and people looked middle-aged when they were 20. Yeah, you know
0: When I was watching it yesterday, and I was doing a bit of research, and it says... And I don't think they... They don't say that in the first one. I think they mention it in other media. I don't know if it's in the second one, but I know they mention it at mm. some point. She's supposed to be 18 wow. in 1984. And I, it just blew my mind, because I'm going, she does not look 84. <laughs> 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 Which is accurate. She doesn't look 84. A miracle, I mean, baby, in more ways than one. She doesn't look 18. Yeah, that so is I, crazy. But John that, that was what, all I kept
3: thinking
2: Yes, was like, this was 1984. I'm sure. I thought the second one was like 92. Regardless, I was like, I'm sure he's supposed to be a teenager in that film. I was like, there's no way he's like six or seven. That doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But it's... if you're right, if it's not set, maybe they just fudge the timeline a bit. I don't know. Maybe. I
0: mean, the fact that it's time travel, you can kind of get away. No, with I
2: demand realism in my <laughs> Soborg robot killer sent from the future to destroy. Jesus's mum. And that's you know where you're mean? going wrong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so that was... The I, I remember watching it and loving it. Um, I, like I say, I can't have been older than 11. I've I got a feeling I was still in junior school. Uh, Very... Which would put me somewhere around 10, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, great film. Love it. Love it to this day. Um, yeah, that that was my first... Like I say, I can't remember if I knew who Arnie was. I'm sure I did. I'm sure I knew him from stuff at that point. but Because I remember having this feeling of he looked so different in The in the Terminator than he does as Arnie the movie star later on. You know what I mean? I remember having that that sort of impression, and I'm sure it was from the first view. What about yourself? When did you first come across The <laughs> Terminator? S-
0: somewhat similar experience, although it wasn't my dad saying, there's a film you like on the telly, because uh, he didn't really... He didn't care. He didn't really offer <laughs> films to me unless it was based in World War Two. Yeah. Uh, still the same. Yeah. yeah. I mean, nothing's changed. Yeah. Christ, we're going through a lot of, lot of therapy
2: talking points here. But Did he uh, <laughs> did, did he like uh, Dunkirk and, and Christopher Nolan's He did, film, but he criticised it um, and it
0: really annoyed me.
2: Did he, did he pick it apart with a uh, factual yeah.
0: For, I, I said, what do you think of it, Dad? And he was like, yeah, yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Little problem, though. Yeah. <laughs> And then he starts going on about the sound of the engines and I'm just like, oh, for (laughs) Christ's sake. I mean, I I, I get it, but we've gone on a tangent there.
2: But as you obviously won't know, that's actually a pretty good impression of your dad right there.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. not bad, not bad. I've had years to to get that impression down to a T. Uh, That's pretty good, man. But, uh, But, you know, very similar to your kind of experience. I think I was around similar sort of age, definitely too young to watch the film. And it was... I think it would have been on ITV or something like that. Uh, my mum and dad didn't really buy movies; it might might have rented it, but I have a feeling it would have been on TV. Mm. And the only thing I can really remember from when I first watched watched it was the scene where it's in the future and Kyle Reese is kind of going back to his like camp, and he's he's followed by one of the Terminators, and there is that kind of silhouette with the red eyes. As he, sh- mm. that mm. stuck with me for quite a long time because that was that was pretty scary as like an eight or eight nine ten year old.
2: As you're watching that scene as an adult, you're going, "Apparently, she's got glasses on." <laughs> 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 He's just giving him some little red glasses. That's
0: the thing As you get older, <laughs> you do start to
2: like, become more cynical. Lose about these things. the magic of films. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you can't especially when you're doing podcasts like this. You start, you start looking for the joins, don't you? You know. But yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That's like the first time you see that. You're like, that's amazing. It looks amazing. That's <laughs> so cool. And then as you get older and cynical, you go, know, that's really easy to do, though, isn't it? <laughs> he stuck some lasers on his eyeballs. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? And funnily enough, when you actually look at how the film was made, a lot of it is. It I'm not gonna say it's easy to do, but it's really it's a really simplistic way mm. of filmmaking. There's not a lot of uh there's a lot of camera trickery, there's a lot of forced perspective and there isn't an over reliance on uh you know CGI and things things like that. What was
2: CGI before it was CGI? I forget now. So you got practical effects. Practical effects. Um which this film has plenty of. And then there'd be the equivalent of CGI. Um, I don't know what you call it. It's because it's like matting, it's isn't it? So I think they call it matting when I mean, no, no, you, I you think... record one thing and then you stick the other thing over the top. And that's how most of those yeah, sort of Sinbad-type yeah. special effects are done. Which this film has. Plenty of Sinbad-esque special effects. But uh, it creaks in places, this movie. It's 40 years old now. Though. 40 years before this was basically... The second (laughs) world war, you know, so it's aged very well, like most movies from the 80s do. They they creak in place. And this movie does creak. There's like the opening scenes of the futuristic, um, apocalyptic landscape look pretty good the flying helicopter thing right at the beginning looks like it's on strings like there's no way it's around it it's the you know? movement it's of it the that movement. gives it away yeah, I yeah. think it
0: looks pretty it yeah. looks pretty good but as soon as it starts it moving starts turn. that's when to it...
2: and it, it basically I can almost hear <laughs>
0: right
2: in my head as it moves you know it's like a marionette going on um, little things like that and it's just odd stuff like stuff that I guess um, betrays its age ...where it sort of weirdly looks like an 80s TV programme... ...like a procedural drum ...like a Hill Street Blues or something... ...but I think that's just the time thing... ...it's a 40 year old movie... ...you know what I mean... ...like you say... ...it for the most part holds up incredibly well... ...even the... ...the slightly sketchy Claymation-esque... ...I mean there is a point... ...I'm getting a little bit ahead of ourselves here... ...but there's a point towards the end of the film... ...when he is... Um, ...the exoskeleton Terminator... Um, ...no more... ...no more flesh on his bones... And it's clearly someone walking around, just holding him up from the waist underneath the car. I think you can see the dolly holding him at one point. And they're just trying to make it look like he's, he's moving. And it, it, it's creaky. There's you know a lot of I mean, wobbling. The, uh, you know, a there's of, not like. You can tell he never he has looks like no he's legs.
0: on shore footing. Yeah. You know, yeah, it always exactly. looks like he's trying to, you know, oh, hey, hey, yeah. hey. like he's on a boat. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Which, when you're not on a boat, gives away. Some of the, <laughs> yeah, the mystique yeah. about it. But I think uh, but for
2: 40 years ago, I mean, what more do you want, I really? Think
0: the you know? way I always try and process it is, yes, things can look ropey, things can look dated, but does it detract away from the mm. overall enjoyment of the film? And I, here it definitely doesn't. Mm. I think there's enough stuff going on where, again, you probably you know how it's done, it's still, well, it still looks pretty good even though I know the magic behind it, mm, mm. you know. Uh, there, there are a couple of things that kind of really do kind of stick out to me in terms of the... I know we, obviously, we always have that CGI versus practical effects. Mm. Uh, one of the drawbacks of practical effects is when you're going to do... <laughs> The, the head and face of somebody try to make <laughs> it look as much like the the actor you're uh, yeah. m- masking it on because th- those are the bits that really kind of you go those look yeah those look a little I, bit I believe
2: I believe the problem stems um, much like George Costanza in a swimming pool they suffer with sh- uh, shrinkage. Um, <laughs> <I'm trying> to- <laughs> 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 yeah. so ryan was just taking a swig then isn't it?
0: trying not to <laughs> spit water Expell over it. all of these electricals we have yeah. in the
2: room um, so i think they, they take like a good mold of the face and then there's a certain amount of shrinkage happens and you get that weird oh that that doesn't it mm, kind of look like him bad squished Arnie head, where he's mm. taking his eyeball out and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah,
0: and again, the movement gives it away. Mm. It's it's the things where you kind of go, well, that's yeah. not a, that's not a realistic movement for mm. a sentient being of some variety. No, no, it right. looks very like stop motion pro, mm. uh, which again is used here in in some of the some of the latter shots. Yeah, uh, which probably are some of my pet peeve shots. Right. Because I always think stop motion pro dates anything. Even if uh, yeah, you, I, even if you do it now, yeah. it has that look where it looks exactly like what it is. Yeah,
2: things are, I love that look. So I know exactly what you mean. It if I have a, a real
0: It's very Jason of Jason in the Argonne type I, thing.
2: I want to make stop motion animations. Very you know difficult I thing, thing to, to do, very puppets. skillful
0: <laughs> Uh, and yeah. don't get me wrong I think if in a film where like Jason and the Argonauts and like mm. those old movies where that's just because that's how things were done mm. and if that's the kind of look that you're going for mm. I appreciate that and I, I can get on board with that. I think mm. here it's the only kind of things really where it kind of goes that doesn't quite fit with the rest of what's going on. Yeah. Almost.
2: I, but I, at the time, that is the only way you're going to see the Terminator move, um, you know, pre CGI and all that stuff. I love it. I know exactly what you mean, though. It looks really weird because it, it instantly you go mm. like Jason Yard yeah. music in your head. So I get it. I really do. I just, I love stop motion. I just love it. So even when it looks terrible, or no, it's, it's, to be fair, it doesn't look terrible. Even when it takes you out of the movie, which it does in this case, because you you it, you, it you can't, looks you different. Can't, you can't help that, but that that notice ma- that that matting effect makes the the saturation of the picture looks completely different when it's on. You can see there's two two layers of film there. It gets slightly darker and slightly fuzzier. Um, but because I love it so much, I it just makes me smile every time I see it. Yeah.
0: It sort of reminds me of uh, for anybody in in listening in in Britain. Those old sitcoms where most of it's filmed on a soundstage or a set, and then they go to a, an exterior shot, and it quite obviously looks grainy. Yeah, and like using or, actual film, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, almost yeah, like yeah. they're using a different type of cap, which they probably are. Yeah, they use. I yeah. think
2: I think they switch from like uh, whatever it is they use. A proper film. Yeah, that's why it costs so much. And that, the thats ways. the
0: kind yeah. of yeah. that's the kind of effect that is kind of created when you use stop motion pro. Yeah. Very, it looks very, very different to anything else. So yeah. if it's not a film full of it, it can very easily yeah. kind of Especially pull, when you're pull you're you out ever back so and slightly forth
2: within the same scene. Yeah, you're different shots, and you—you you can. It really does stand out. yeah.
0: So, shall we look at the? Uh, the figures of the film. Yeah. Uh, so, 1984, so, it was made on a rather small budget of uh, 6.4 million dollars. Yeah, it's that. A- uh, but that is a very small number for the for the type of but film that's he being made. what
2: because that's the thing, I was watching it yesterday thinking, sometimes, like I said, this film creaks in places. It's not anything terrible, it's a 40 year old film, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, oh, it's... I think uh, the note I wrote was, um, it shows its budget occasionally. And then I was like, "I, I in my head, this film's a low-budget film. I've, it's always been talk, spoken of as a low-budget film. I don't see a low-budget film when I watch it. There's moments, there's little moments, the dubbing. Actually, to be fair, the, the dubbing um, is done incredibly well in this film, actually. It doesn't stand out a huge amount. But little bits, it's little, there's certain shots, little bits and bobs here and there, where I thought, oh, it's showing its budget. And I was like, this film, if if... I've always, always known this film was a low-budget film, and if, if this is the case and this is a low-budget film, it's an amazing achievement. Like, it, it doesn't come across like a low-budget film, does it?
0: I think it's a perfect example of having a passionate approach... Skill and, well. and skill mm-hmm. to making, because... I don't. I don't have the specifics, but I would have. I would imagine that a large proportion of the budget goes towards cast and paying the people to do whatever it is they're doing, as opposed to. Mm.
2: Uh, I would. I mean, I assume most of these people. I mean, Arnie had done uh, Conan. Like half, yeah, he'd
0: done the two. I think the, the, the up, second Conan film was uh, came out the same year, mm. and they actually had to halt filming on Terminator to finish. Mm. Uh, is it is Conan the Barbarians?
2: That's the one? first, and I think is it Conan the Destroyer. The Can't they one? just name it one or two? I was like two. watching Conan the Barbarian the other day. Actually, <laughs> Cal- like, it's all right.
0: So I he he done well those it, anyway. two, uh, and Hercules in New York. <laughs> I don't think that counts.
2: Arnold Strong.
0: <laughs> Arnold Strong, Mr. Olympia.
2: I like the um, I like the dub version when they took out his voice and they had someone doing his doing his um. I don't think I've once. ever seen that That's the first one I ever saw It was on TV once And it's like uh, Really young Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> And he's uh, Yeah He talks like that And it's really bad <laughs> <laughs> Did it at
0: least get a voice That looks like it matches <laughs> no, no, The guy no, on so screen It's a
2: proper all American
0: <laughs> Wow
2: Yeah I don't know who the voice actor yeah. was But yeah but
0: he, Yeah so Arnold Schwarzenegger Had only really done The Conan films That were What you would call yeah, big, Co- big successes Conan made him A, a uh, successful actor It put him yeah. in the I, I wouldn't it put him in the forefront of people's minds. Yeah, uh, I mean, I
2: just... I've, I watched the Netflix documentary about uh, Arnie the other day, and from that, he couldn't get any work at all after Hercules for some strange reason.
4: Mm, and then
2: I'm years went sure by, why. and he got the the Conan movie against yeah, the producer. About ten years difference, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, against the producer. The producer didn't want him, but the director did. Yeah. Um, I want to say Milos Foreman or something like that. Something, anyway. Mm. Um, and I think... And it made him a movie star. But I don't think he was... He was nowhere near Arnie the movie star.
0: I think Terminator is kind of what's, what pushed him into that exactly, stratosphere. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, so as we said, yeah, $6.4 million, uh, which is about £5.2 million. Pounds, and equivalent today is about £16.4 for uh,
2: For a, a sci-fi movie... With They're futuristic scenes and a robot in it. And, like, that's
0: really that, impressive, That's man. the thing. It, it's it's a high-value concept, mm. you know. It's not something that you're going to be able to skimp on. And yet, somehow, they managed to mm. skimp on a lot of things. Well, yeah, I assume they didn't pay anyone. We had the we had the urban legends. How accurate they are, I'm not sure. Uh, but the scene where Arnie goes to he break into the car and he smashes through the window... They didn't have any permits for that, and it was just a random car on the street. <laughs> exactly and James right. Cameron was like, "Arnie, keep... oh, no. Whatever, however he referred to him, <laughs> uh, punch it, punch through the window, uh, get in the car, and we are film it." I think That's it was like right. one of one of the last shots. I think they either just didn't have any money, any permits. Mm. And I think they left like an IOU on the on the car because it wasn't theirs; it was just somebody somebody random car.
5: Yeah.
0: Uh, how accurate that is, I'm not sure, but I, I quite like the idea mm, of some yeah. guy getting out, somebody smashed my window in, yeah. and then going, "That's my car," and no, no, no. he's watching yeah, the yeah, film like eighteen going, months later right, or something like, "Okay, eight,
2: mystery solved." Yeah.
0: Uh, so a low budget, mm. but somehow managed to. To to make a really really strong film that, as we, we we've discussed, can if you're looking for it, look a little bit creaky forty years later. Yeah, only only with but time, isn't it? Yeah. We're still watching it forty mm. years later. Uh, it made four million dollars back in its opening weekend, so two thirds of your budget back straight away. Mm. Uh, about three million pounds, about ten million pounds today. Uh, gross U.S. and Canada, thirty-eight million, Blimey. which is about thirty-one million pounds, mm. and then worldwide, seventy-eight million. So, wow. they're not astronomical numbers by today's standards, but by by the standards of nineteen eighty-four, that is incredibly successful.
2: Yeah, I mean it's hundreds of millions when you adjust for inflation, right?
0: It's two hundred million. Jesus. 200 million adjusted for inflation today. That's not bad. It's, eh? it's, it's not, 16, ba- not bad going, is it?
2: 16 million dollar film. Yeah. 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 You know. Yeah. And, it, and it deserves it. deserves every penny. Of it. It's a great movie.
0: It's just, it's just fantastic. It's
2: the, Top the, to bottom. The concept of the movie itself, when you really look at it, it's it's an amazing concept. Do you know what I mean? Man, man and robot come back from a doomed future to kill... Jesus's mum before he can be born, essentially. Um
0: it's crazy when you think about it. And when you say like that, it doesn't sound particularly relatable. Mm. And yet somehow it is. Yeah. Somehow when like, you're watching they it, they
2: predicted the internet <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, and AI, you know what I mean? And uh and that it would turn on man and destroy yourself. Welcome to the twenty-first century. Um <laughs> or I think in the film, isn't it 1994 or something? It's supposed to happen, I can't remember. When is Doomsday originally? 99, I forget. They keep moving it, don't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's supposed to be when the second film comes out. Mm. Uh, well, no, well, not when it comes out, but when, when the second film is set, because that's what it's called, Judgment Day. Uh, right. But, again, it, it's not... Unless I'm, I'm missing it, I probably am. Mm. It's not explicitly kind of said... Uh, so well, I was, I'm
2: sure they move. I'm sure it is explicitly saying they keep moving it, and they say, "Well, each time you interfere, you move it, but it's still inevitable that it will happen." I'm sure that's the threat. yeah, that's
0: we'll a, that, that, that yeah, sounds yeah. quite accurate. So, directed and written by James Cameron, mm-hmm. who up to this point was a. Oh, I, don't, I don't think he was a relative unknown, but he he was he wasn't James Cameron of Ten Years Later, shall we say? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was also co-written by Gail Ann Hurd and William Wisher. Gail Ann Hurd also uh, produced the film. Uh, the composer is Brad Fiedel, and then the cinematographer is Adam Greenberg. And across the board, on those on those names, everybody does their job brilliantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the the score is... It's so of its time and yet so futuristic.
2: It's an amazing score. It does its job so well. So there's only two points. There's there is nothing I don't like about the score. As anyone who's listened to the terrible skit music that I love to put I love a cheesy synthesizer, you know I mean? Um there's only two points where it really jars for me in a an untouchable in an untouchables manner esque if uh, if anyone's heard that uh, episode, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, and that's the, there's a moment in the, uh, I'm going to call it a raid on the police station when, when Arnie turns up. There's a moment when uh, Carl Reese and Sarah Connor are escaping where the synth is just like, I don't understand why you're doing that. And it happens again later on at, I think it's the motel when it, when they're escaping the motel. It might even be the same music. It's definitely in the same wheelhouse where it pulls me out of it. It's just so 80s synth. I can't take it, but apart from that, the rest, it's it's perfect. Yes, I mean, the... Dun, 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 dun. It's, it's still on every Terminator movie now, 40 years later. And yet, you know? for
0: some reason, they still have... I understand wanting to make something your own, but there's a reason why it's so good. Mm. Don't fiddle around with it. And it annoys... It literally annoys me so much. Mm. If I'm going to go and see a Terminator film and they don't have... Dun, 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 If they don't have that, or it's like some weird orchestral version or anything like that, just do one Mm. because it's absolutely perfect.
2: What I really want at every Terminator movie is that, and I want the Terminator thing to be going across itself on the screen on the opening titles. You know, it it goes that way. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Every time the film starts with that. I had,
0: I had forgotten that that (laughs) opening uh, uh, title, and it's one of those things when you watch a film that you love, and you haven't watched it for a while, you kind of you remember all the things that you love about it, and Mm. it's that thing of I I saw it and I was like, oh yes,
5: (laughs) (laughs) we're we're back
0: in business, baby. It's just yeah. I think the one thing that uh, really sums up the the score perfectly. Is I, I don't know if it was James Cameron or Brad Friedel Fried- who uh he coined this phrase or term, mm. but they it, it kind of underpins all of the score is that he wanted it to sound like a machine's heartbeat,
2: right? Yeah, because it does.
0: And yeah. it as yeah. soon as you say that, it's so it's the obvious perfect marriage, and yeah, it's, yeah. It, it, it has that kind of mechanical uh, any anybody who's followed the podcast since day one, there's a reason why one of our trailers has that kind of that Terminator-esque style music <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's just it's so iconic and it's so perfect marriage for that for, for that intellect, intellectual property it's, it, oh, yeah. it, and that's why it just annoys me so much when people change it because mm. it's like they forget why people love the music
2: you could totally bring out the 80s eighties synths for a modern Terminator movie and it would work it 100% would work I mean, if you wanted to update the synths, you could, but there's no need. It, like you say, it's a, it's the perfect marriage. It's of its time, but it's also of the future. So it can be. It's there's no danger in continuing that into movies as you move forward. You know.
0: And I get I get the idea of trying to put your own spin on things and trying to change things, but there there has to be some kind of like an anchor. Yeah, there has to be somebody or something going. Here, here is that thing that you love and I mean we'll get into it as we go, as we go through, through the episode there are some elements in later installments where you can see that they were trying they were trying to do the right thing mm. but there's also some points where they go and they've missed the point entirely
2: I tell you um, what I was watching it yesterday and as you do like you say we'll get into sequels and stuff but I started thinking like I know which Terminator film I want to watch after this. And it's not 2, and I love 2. I wanted to watch Terminator Salvation. The much maligned Terminator Salvation. I really wanted to watch that after I watched the first one. It feels like such a natural success. And that's not to say, I love 2, I'm not handbagging on 2. 2 is probably the best out of all of them. Um, we'll get into it, I'm sure. But I really, I had a hankering to go watch Salvation. I think I wanted more of that future Exposition, that, more of that grit, more of that dirt. You know what I, I
0: mean? t- totally understand and agree mm. with that. You know, we've spoken about it, and I think I mention it to anybody whenever we talk about Terminator. For me, I think Terminator Two is perhaps the pinnacle of action movies. However, it killed the franchise. Yeah. It was the thing that started the, the, the descent in the franchise, and we're you know we're exploring get onto why that was mm. kind of later on, but just going back to. I, I, I suppose we probably should go through the plot for anybody who hasn't <laughs> hasn't Has it got actually, a robot in it. it? <laughs> so a cyborg is sent from the future on a deadly mission He has to kill Sarah Connor A young woman whose life will have great significant in year, significance in years to come Sarah has only one protector, Kyle Reese Also sent from the future The Terminator uses his exceptional intelligence and strength to find Sarah But is there any way to stop the seeming, seemingly indestructible cyborg? You said it earlier that's a very very good concept straight away it's an amazing concept even yeah. i mean obviously since terminator there's been those 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 b movies uh rip offs like the Exterminator terminator or cyborg and things like that mm-hmm. and even if even if it's a bad b movie equivalent or version it's still something i would want to see cuz it sounds like a cool concept
2: well they got in um Got in a bit of legal trouble, didn't they, with the concept from an outer uh, outer limits episode from the programme Outer yeah, Limits really? called uh, I Have No Mouth But I Need to Scream? I think that's what it's called.
0: That's a good title. Now,
2: I could be wrong. My understanding of it is uh, um the geezer who it is a good title, actually. <laughs> it's future. The nuclear weapons have dropped. There's no terminators in it, but it's 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 a, it's the concepts are very similar and the person who wrote it sued and if you look it was on my copy uh based on an idea by and it says the fella's name i forget his name i do apologize um because he said he got he got a chunk of change and his name put on future releases of it i think they said we are. We, it was inspired from it We. I took the concept further I, I'm, as far as I'm aware his, his version didn't have killer robots it may have had someone going back in time I forget but it, I think it was The Outer Limits is like the Twilight Zone kind of TV programme from yesteryear and I think that's where he, he picked up a thread and then expanded it out into into what the Terminator became you know what I mean So, but yeah so I know he got in a little bit of trouble but I think he was very open about it from day one like it was, it, that's where the germ of it started. Now, I think from what I remember reading about it, a person who wrote the Art of limits has a habit of screaming, "I've been ripped off, left, right, and center," about a lot of things. But I could be, I could be, I could be doing him dirty there. But I think "ripped off" is a is a little strong. I think like inspired by is definitely where it came from, and he he just took it to an, another level with the Terminator movie.
0: I think it's really difficult to just have a a totally one hundred percent original idea. Uh, in in pure be ins- isolation, you have got to be exist, inspired yeah. by something, and mm. you know there's there's good ways of homaging things, and mm. there's rip off ways of doing it. Yeah. I don't think it does that in any in any respect. Uh, having said that, I haven't seen the episode. The end no, of the I, I
2: think I might dig it out. And I bet you it's creaky. You know what I mean? Yeah. I bet you can see it and you can't see it. If you know what I mean, that would yeah. be my guess. You know.
0: So, moving on to the cast, obviously, we've mentioned Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh. Uh,
2: <laughs> actually, I think <laughs> he's this, in a room. <laughs> I, th- I actually think this is the only Arnie film where he doesn't. <laughs> he only has he's like se-
0: very... 17 lines. Yeah, and
2: some of those are dumped, and right? Y-
0: some of them are. Oh, sorry, The Terminator has 17 <laughs> lines. Yeah. And two of them are him speaking as other said, other characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, I
2: don't think... Uh, is a very robotic uh, noise to make. I
0: think he probably got into that a bit more when he was a bit more comfortable. A bit more of a movie star. But no, he, felt- he
2: does it in Conan, for sure. <laughs> and, yeah. it, and he also punches a camel in Conan, which is amazing.
0: That's pretty cool.
2: <laughs> uh, but yeah. Yeah,
0: it doesn't have... Uh, none of that. Uh, yeah.
2: But it is the first outing of I'll Be Back.
0: Yeah, which is uh, interesting... Uh, little tidbit on that uh, he had a real problem with that line yeah him and
2: Cameron got into a row yeah. about it didn't they I? Yeah.
0: Uh, I mean James Cameron sounds like the of guy who gets into a row about most things <laughs> with most people uh, doesn't make him any less of a genius but uh, just
2: a bit of an a-hole uh,
0: <laughs> you said that not me I love you James if you're listening yeah.
3: you're not listening no uh, one's listening <laughs> <laughs>
0: How cool would that be if James Cameron <laughs> yeah. was listening is that, to this? Yeah.
2: So. I, I'm sure you are love these. I mean
0: he's probably yeah. too busy making blue movies now.
2: Uh <laughs> that sounded weird. <laughs> <laughs> movies with blue people, right?
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah. I realise. <laughs> American viewers won't know what the term blue means, yeah. but in in the UK, blue is a is a euphemism for uh, A
5: dirty film.
0: A dirty film. Dirty. He's selling blue movies out the back of his transit. Uh. That sort of thing. Uh totally forgot where <laughs> I was now. <laughs>
2: are, you, uh, are you going to talk about the yes. I'll be back line? Yeah, I think obviously yeah.
0: because of the... the I would say, I'm going to say language barrier, but it's not necessarily language barrier. I think it's just the intonation and the style of speaking that Schwarzenegger has. Mm. Uh, he really struggled saying the word I'll. Yeah, uh, I And obviously that created some kind of debate. Mm. Uh,
2: he kept insisting it should be I will be back, then he? Yeah, which... Uh, apparently, Cameron said to him, "Do I tell you how to act?" He was like, "No." He's like, "Well, don't tell me how to F him right <laughs>
0: Say the line." That's a, I mean, there's so much arrogance in that statement, but it just makes me love that guy even more. It is the line, uh, isn't it? And he's totally right. If you go, "I will be back," it's rubbish. It's yeah. all—it's labored isn't it? Mm. Uh,
2: and it became his catchphrase. In every movie afterwards, probably to this day, which I don't is know,
0: really, know. really strange because it's so understated. It doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a, an iconic line, if that makes any sense. It's coupled
2: with the way he comes back, though, isn't it?
0: Yeah, <laughs> 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 he looks around, I'll be back, yeah. Yeah. And,
2: uh, and then drives a car <laughs> straight through the, the yeah. Uh, reception, yeah. You know,
0: so, yeah, it has Arnold Schwarzenegger in the uh, titular role playing the Terminator. Uh, yeah. And he's not referred to as, like, the T-1000, or he's just referred to as... T-800, as, isn't it? Not in this movie. He's just referred to as Cyberdyne Systems Model 101 in this movie. Yeah. It's only in the later installments that they start the putting T-800, number. T-1000, yeah, yeah. those kind of things.
2: Turned up for the uh, role of Reese originally, didn't he?
0: He did, and, and he Cameron
2: said he was looking at him. They went for a lunch meeting, and he was saying, "No." And uh, Schwarzen kept talking about the robot, and Cameron said he was just looking at his face, going, do "You make a good robot." Yeah. And he said to him, you, you, "I'm not really interested in you for uh, for the uh, the role of Reese, but do you want to play the Terminator?" And he was like, "No, I want to, I want to play a goodie. I don't want to play a baddie." And he said, "Well, I've, you think about it." And I don't know if he said it to him. I've seen Cameron say it since, where he said. He said it was his face. He was known for his body up until that point. And he realised, probably because Cameron told him, I think, this will all be on your face. It's all in your actions. Apparently he was saying things to him like, whoever gets this role, the fl- the motion should be diddled. That was literally explaining how he would play it. And apparently it took him a few days after that meeting to agree to play
0: the what, term What I know. think is, is really innovative about this is that I don't think anybody will sit down and say Arnold Schwarzenegger is a terrific actor. They will he's say... He's a terrific movie star. He's a great movie, yeah, th- yeah, great movie yeah. star. But I think his performance in this is the thing that makes the film...
2: There's only, there's only one point where I feel like he breaks character... I'm trying to remember exactly when it's he gets out of the car. I think it's when he gets out of the car and takes a phone book off that gives you. Like, you got a real attitude, brother, man. And then it's the way he moves as he gets out the car, as he goes across the front. Is the only time he doesn't. He walks like a normal person, and I think that's probably just again down to budgetary sort of things. It's just mm. one of those shots. The rest of the time, his movements, his acting in this movie, like you say, with no dialogue almost, is superb. That like the way he looks, left, right, fucking up, and. <laughs> oh, he <that> said a nasty <laughs> word. <laughs> oh, no, I'm gonna have to go and edit it out. Now, I mean, know? to be
0: fair, uh, spoilers for the next episode. There's going to probably be a bit of blue talk up, in yeah, there. To be. be a lot of swearing. So, on that, uh, yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, we'll put a fair. We'll put a fair warning <laughs> at the beginning
0: of that one. Uh, but yeah, I think as you said, I think a lot of it came from Schwarzenegger as opposed to from James Cameron. Yeah, that kind yeah. of element of performance. And actually, when you think about it. He, it's it's on the money and it, it's absolutely perfect and I don't think a lot of people would have uh, I don't think a lot of people would have would have done that with would that have considered performance. it that deeply. No, you know? I think I think and you wouldn't just,
2: expect that from Arnie either. No, at that you, point in his career, it's not what you think of him. You if think he of really it just considered going, it? Okay,
0: he's going to look good. He's gonna he's going to be the action star. He's going to blow some stuff up. Mm. But it's yeah, I think it, it's a credit to to him and that's one of the reasons I think why. it pushed him into the stratosphere, Mm. as well as it being a, you know, bloody good movie. Mm. Uh, So it's also got, uh, and I've never quite known how to say this guy's name, uh, Michael Bean. (laughs) Michael Byrne. (laughs) It's the H, it really froze me. (laughs) (laughs) And we're probably never going to be able to move (laughs) past this. Mr Bean. (laughs) Um. That's a very different movie, isn't it? The end, isn't it? Michael Bien? Yeah, something like that. This happens every. I'm just going to refer to him as Kyle Reese, yeah, because yeah. he plays Kyle Reese. Yeah. Uh, we've got Linda he's ha- great in
2: this
0: movie. The well, first thing I thought was I'm so surprised he didn't become as big of a star as I thought he would be I, from I always, this. He would always aliens. be
2: Hicks for me from Aliens. Those yeah, two,
0: those yeah. two movies should have been his his his. His foot into being in everything as he got a Tom into Cruise or
2: he got into um, some legal stuff with Aliens Three though didn't he? Now I don't know for sure. I think a lot of people going sure into some you, legal stuff with yeah, Aliens. 3. Yeah. I don't know for sure, but I, I know when you when you get to the point where you're like suing film studios, I would imagine that puts a bit of a yeah, damper. Y- on you're
0: your burning career. bridges whilst you're like on. They them. used
2: his likeness without his permission. Um, in Aliens Three, and he sued them, quite, and I think it put
0: quite put topical on. where we are right now mm-hmm. uh, with the uh, the exactly, s- strike yeah, yeah, and the yeah. use of AI. How on topic this whole film is! <laughs> uh, but yeah,
2: he's great in this movie, and he's great in Aliens. He's always Hicks to me, but he's superb in this movie. He's, he's, super, he's super quite, he's, quite he's a stemming. terrible stalker. I would, like he is the least subtle <laughs> stalker in the world. Like, dude. <laughs> Some espionage training might have gone on. Okay, there's, uh, okay, okay, miss, there's Sarah no. Connor
0: now, okay. I'm just going to stare at her B,
2: really creepily while she walks past me. Be like, subtle,
0: yeah. she's walked past me. I'm going to go with her. <laughs> <laughs> it's so <laughs> nice. do stare at her from across yeah. a bar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as as we've just mentioned, Sarah Connor is played by Linda Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, probably another person who I think probably I would have thought would have been in more things from Should've this. She's great more, in it. Yeah. She's... And, we speak a lot about female characters and sometimes female characters scream and that's all they're there for. They're there to provide the peril. But here, she's not that. She's, it's that the character arc from the start of the movie to the end of the movie mm. is one of the best things about this film and character arcs in general yeah. is one of the best things about this film. Yeah,
2: yeah you do see her um, find her feet uh, as the potential um mother to the saviour who she's supposed to train to become this girl. You see that happen towards the mm. end of the film. But she's great. She like you say, she doesn't spend a lot of the film um shrieking and being a damsel in distress particularly. She's she's she um is out of her depth as anyone would be in that situation at the beginning. But she she comes she comes to it pretty quick, you know what I mean? She comes she comes finds her feet fairly fairly steady and it is a good, well-rounded character. You know what I mean? She's got she's got depth,
0: you know? The best example of that is when, when she first kind of figures out, I may be a target here for what, at that point, they think is a serial killer killing yeah. Sarah Connors. First thing she does, I'm going to go into a really busy nightclub. Mm. That's a really intelligent move to make, and to mm. the point where, when she rings up uh, Lieutenant Traxler, he says... Get yourself somewhere where there's lots of people and he's I'm at technoir, mm. you know? Yeah. Technoir, yeah. great name for a club. I know,
2: right. Stands out a lot. It's like, did they have techno back then? Or is <laughs> that just like I didn't know they had techno in 1984. Like, yeah, when, uh, and when yeah. you hear
0: when you hear James Cameron talk about these things and he just says something like, Technoir, dark side of technology. Right. And it's like <laughs> this guy's a genius. Yeah, like, yeah, he's yeah. so yeah. It, it sounds cool, which yeah. is one element of it. But there's actually a meaning. It's not just yeah. oh, that sounds cool. Let's do that. Yeah, I just assumed it was to a... play
2: on techno. I was like, did they have techno music in 1984? Like tech noir, like Vince <laughs> Noir. You know, I mean, um, yes, yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, no, yeah. She she makes the right decision. It's the opposite decision anyone in any movie ever makes is to go to a public place. Normally, they run down a side alley and
5: then get yeah. murdered, don't they? Or whatever, exactly, you know, or, yeah.
0: and. Uh, that leads us on to a topic that I think we're going to raise later Uh, but you know is this is this a sci-fi film or is it a horror film or is it both you know we will talk about that Uh, obviously I mentioned Lieutenant Traxler that's played by Paul Winfield
2: he's amazing in this
0: some 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 humour in there so it's not always
2: this place this film has a little humour just dotted in it throughout it I just
0: love the how do I look
2: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's awful.
0: like yeah yo mama <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. even the thing uh, pass me a cigarette and then he oh I've already got one Yeah, you know yeah. Uh,
2: this, this film has little bits of humour peppered right the, uh, the blouse I'm gonna rip off the buttons of your blouse. <laughs> that uh, bit, Sarah? Yeah. And then hands in front you <laughs> she go straight back into it. I'm gonna rip first. I'm gonna rip every button off your blouse. It's uh,
3: brilliant so isn't She's it?
2: like, it's the creep. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, uh, it's, and it's, then it's beso- li- little moments like that are uh, superb. And there's even like the um later on in the film where the the dude's knocking on on the Terminator's door and it's like select response. F you, a- <laughs> F you, a- hole. <laughs> it's like going through a list, and then it pulls that one out. You know? It would
0: be very easy to just go full steam ahead into the action, the sci-fi, the horror, yeah. and not have that element of light humour. Mm. Uh, I think it it it, it balances it. Incredibly. Yeah, weird. If you put
2: too much in, it becomes a comedy film. It becomes I mean? Terminator Two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Fair.
0: And we get onto that.
2: Yeah. Uh, um, but not enough. Uh, just a little bit in there is just it just balances out. It's like nicely. the seasoning. It's gives it right Little, re, little make, relaxer before we get back into the action. You
0: the know? right amount of it makes it makes it better. Too mm. much of it overpowers mm. it. Uh, next to Lieutenant, Lieutenant Traxler, we have uh, Vukovic. Uh, played by Lance Henriksen.
2: Superb as well. Those two together are the most eighties cops in any eighties film I've ever seen. I
0: mean they I, are are I kind so of want to see a buddy cop film about right, there. Right. <laughs> it's like isn't it? yeah. Traxler and Vukovic. It's yeah. like it's like yeah. Miami Vice for Solomon. Like, oh, I hate
2: the weird ones. <laughs> 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 like they are the most it's they are so good. Like yeah. I forgot I forget he's in it. And then I remember before he turns up, I remember he's in it. And then mm. it's always a joy when he's on the screen is um him and oh, what's his name? I wrote it down because I uh, Dick Miller, who turns up in this film, is the geezer in the, the pawn shop selling yes, guns. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that actor. He, he again another actor that hey, hasn't guy, done much. He's in Just watch you see, pal. Yeah, 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 yeah. So such a good scene as yeah. well. But yeah, him as an actor, I love him. He's in, obviously in Gremlins, is what he's, he's most famous for.
0: Yes, yeah. yeah. Um,
2: but yeah, don't see him in, in much. But he's so he's in it for like what. Three minutes, I think, in this film.
0: It's saying, is... nine millimeter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, you really know your guns. Uh,
0: hey, you can't do that in here. Wrong. <laughs> 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 it's just brilliant. And then, lastly, again, uh,
2: again kind of a comedy moment innit? it. You know,
0: kind of. Yeah, it's it, it's dancing that line between yeah. cool and funny. Yeah, and I think that's why that Terminator character mm. became so beloved. Yeah, uh, and became eventually the, the hero of, of the piece. Uh, and finally, I mean, there are... Obviously, you mentioned the pawn shop guy. Mm. Uh, probably a little glimpse into... <coughs> excuse me. Into some later installments. But Ed... Uh, sorry, Earl Bone uh, uh, plays Dr. Sil- Silberman. He's so good in this movie. That, yeah, again, yeah, he's yeah. there for for that light humour. Yeah. It's just, it's, you know... Yeah. He's, he's absolutely... And it, it, you know, they push that in later installments as well. Mm.
2: Uh, yeah, particularly where, in two, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, he, I think he, I think he's great in it. Mm. Uh, for again, a lot of I think a lot of actors would look at that and go, oh, "There's only a small role," but there you get those performers who kind of know know what they're there to do, and they know the job that they perform mm. and the function that mm. they're there for. Yeah,
2: he skirts um, unpleasant. Um, quite quite well. He's very close to being quite repugnant, but pulls it back just enough so you still like him, you know?
0: And, the, you know, the cast of characters in here is... I mean, it's, it's essentially uh, it's, uh, you know, a triple threat is the main it's the main crux of the film, the mm. Terminator, Kyle Reese and Sarah Connor. Yeah. But those other kind of small supporting characters kind of get you along the movie where it doesn't ever feel like because there there are elements, and I think actually Brad uh, Fiedel, the composer, uh, he has got quite, quite a funny story where when he was being pitched uh, the or being asked to do the the, com- the composing for this, they gave him the film to watch. And he was like, he, he was saying that James Cameron had this idea, had this concept. And often when they're pitched, directors will say, "Oh, this, this, and this, and this is all the all of this kind of idea I've got here." And you watched a movie, and you can't see any of it mm-hmm. apart from, "Oh, there's that snippet of it there." But everything that James Cameron explained and all of his concept was visible and was on screen. Mm. But there was one point where he really wanted, Brad Fiedel really wanted to be, you know, asked to do the composing for it, and he's watching the film and towards the end, I think it's when uh, just after the semi-truck is it explodes and I think it does that shot where it, you kind of know what's going to happen because of the way it's shot in the sense of they're not a uh, Kyle Reese and a Sarah Connor, they're not in the centre of the screen they're kind of, yeah, yeah, you know, bot- bottom yeah, left, yeah, off yeah. to the side, so you kind of know something's going to happen and apparently Brad Friedel Thought he was saying this in his head, but ended up saying out loud, "If he gets up again, I'm I'm out of here." <laughs> and apparently, he was like, "Oh, why did I say that? I've just lost it." Yeah. Oh well, it was nice while it lasted, but luckily, it didn't didn't turn. Uh, luckily, Cameron didn't off have too any much. money, sorry. <laughs> 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 he'll have to do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's what I was kind of saying. Is,
2: there is that thing to it. There is because he does.
0: Keep coming.
2: Keep not. But that is the whole point of it.
0: It's the whole so, point like, of it. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I th- as I say, those those characters, those cast of characters, that just supplement everything, mm. is what keeps it from feeling uh, overlabored and too long. And oh, here we go again, mm. because you've got those little kind of things where they are quite, quite almost meaningless characters. Really, mm. they don't really affect the story in any real way. Mm. They're just kind of there for the ride. I think without that. And it's just you know an hour and forty five, an hour and fifty of just mm. cat and mouse would could feel a little bit too much. So yeah, I, yeah. I think it those would start they,
2: dragging after a while. Yeah, right, and I think that's so. a te-
0: that's a testament f- to the writing of it, mm. where you could go full just full in on the concept and not really have any points where it breaks away from that. Did the
2: uh, the lady who who co wrote this go on to write the Matrix as well? Because I keep seeing, I, I keep seeing her saying it's the same story on TikTok. Um, I keep seeing a video of her saying, "Yeah, it's the same story. It's just a continuation of the Terminator story." And then she starts talking about Jesus. A lot. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I, I, I can't explain it any more than that.
0: <laughs> uh, I think it I mean, sounds sounds pretty simple to me. Uh, yeah.
2: uh, I am sure, I am sure she had a hand in the Matrix movies. I could be wrong.
0: And you know, we we've spoken about the cast, and we've just said about you know the. And as, as with, ever, with ever, uh can't speak now, as with ever on these things, casting is pretty much everything. Get it mm. wrong, you've got a terrible movie, get it right, you've got something people do podcasts about. Mm. So mm-hmm. we've got some uh, would-be castings, so I'm going to throw some names out at you mm-hmm. and uh, who Fair. they would have played, Fair. and we can, uh, we can discuss whether or not that we think they would work. It's kind of... <laughs> I'm o- laughing already. <laughs> 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 this is I like to feel tension I with know, these right? things. I'm like, I know,
2: I know. These might be good. No, I
0: mean, on. th- this one is, is a very, very, very near miss. If this had happened, it would have ruined the film. Oh, okay. And I think everybody... I bet I know this one. Okay. Everybody probably knows this one, but O.J. Simpson... Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, I think... Uh, <laughs> If he had have played the Terminator, here's how he would have done it. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Have you seen
2: the Arnie documentary on Netflix? He talks about it. I haven't yet. And he said uh, they decided not to go with AJ because they didn't believe he could convincingly play a killer. And then everyone making the documentary starts (laughs) laughing. And I'm like, oh, should you be laughing now? (laughs) It's
0: just one of those. As I say, it was a near miss. Yeah, because I, I think much like when anybody who's casting anything, you know, we spoke about this a little bit with Kevin Spacey. Mm. We spoke about it with Harvey Weinstein and these things. When any when anybody's in something and they do horrible things out of it, mm. it's very difficult to enjoy that movie. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's or hard, the very hard to separate there, the things, you know?
3: isn't
0: it? Yeah.
2: So, but I mean, apart from the Naked Gun franchise, I don't know much of Vojay's acting work. Um,
0: I mean, he's, good. he's, good. he's good in he's the Naked in Gun films. Yeah. but Doesn't yeah. have much to do in them, though, does I mean, he? He wouldn't have applied that same uh, in-depth thought mm. about it as we discussed earlier that Arnold Schwarzenegger did. Mm. He would have just...
2: I, I see TV movie in my brain, you know. That's I... the
0: thing. It screams, you know, sci-fi channel at four <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon, doesn't yeah. it?
2: Channel five. <laughs> five <laughs> in the morning.
0: Uh I mean, here's, here's a role that I think could could have worked. Uh, and again, I, I apologise on his on the pronunciation of his name. But Jürgen Proknow or Proknov. Uh, he was in... Dune. You've got a
2: picture of him. I've got being, a picture I'm being of him handed, I'm being handed, I feel like... Only I'm, because... I feel like I'm a policeman now. I wouldn't Jürgen.
0: remember who he is.
2: Uh, uh, top, top left. Top left. I've seen him in things...
0: He's, I think he's in Dune uh the uh, the original not the new one with uh <laughs> Timothée Chalamet yeah uh i
2: have not watched the new one um i probably oh, have not um i do recognize him though i think he has From... bloke from stuff yeah
0: he <laughs> that brilliant film <laughs> stuff uh, i think he has he has a menacing look yeah which feeds itself into the role quite quite nicely uh it's very difficult to just picture anybody other than Arnold Schwarzenegger in this role because he's it's, so iconic. It's iconic, yeah. It's uh, impossible, yeah. Uh, so, Michael Byrne? <laughs> Kyle Reese! The yeah. actor who played Kyle Reese. Hicks, yeah. Hicks. Kevin's mum. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he almost didn't get the role of Kyle Reese. Oh, right. Because uh, he was auditioning for uh, a production of Cat and a Hot Tim Roof. And he auditioned for Kyle Reese... And James Cameron and I think the casting director were like, oh, we'd really like his performance. We just don't want him to have a southern accent because we feel like that makes him, it regionalises him. Uh, Whereas if he's from the future, we don't think he would have a regional accent. And <laughs>
3: Hicks was sense. like,
0: uh, I don't have a southern accent, <laughs> but he'd been working so much it on it. stuck, was it?
2: Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. uh, yeah, you're saying that, I'm sitting there going, has he got a southern accent? He hasn't got a southern accent. He's got <laughs> an
0: accent. Uh, <laughs> it's just because he was working on he, Cat and a Hot wow, Tin Roof. interesting. Ironically, yeah, yeah. he didn't get that role either.
2: Because his southern accent was so unconvincing. I say he
0: did end up getting Kyle Race, but yeah. he almost didn't get Kyle Race. They're
2: like, we, we don't believe your southern accents. It's not very uh, really good. And he's like, well, I've got uh, a director and producer that would say otherwise. My southern accent
0: is superb. <laughs> uh, in the role of Lieutenant Traxler, yeah, again, small role. Uh, we have the names, uh, let's have a look. I've just lost mid place, professional outfit, Ryan. Uh, Edward James Almos and Lewitt Gossett Jr., they were considered for the role of, uh, right, yeah, yeah. So these two, yeah. chaps there.
2: Looks, so I know who Louis Gossett Jr. I is, I think.
0: Uh, Edward James Olmos, probably for more modern viewers, he was one of the killers in one of the latter seasons of Dexter. Uh, the, he, he, he was in the season where it was... Uh, what's his name's son? Uh, Tom Hanks's son. Oh, Colin. Colin Hanks. His alter ego, who he thought was yeah. real, that wasn't... he. That's probably mm. where most people know him from. Uh, so in the role of the Terminator now, going back to the Terminator... Mel Gibson was apparently <laughs> offered it and turned it down. <laughs> uh, I can't see that in the slightest. He's tiny. Uh, I mean... Mel Gibson's a, he's not at all mad. I mean, some of the castings for that, for actually for the Terminator, kind of go back to the, the original concept of mm. James Cameron's thinking, was that he wanted Terminator in. to be able to blend in yeah, so he didn't yeah, look opposing yeah. or anything yeah. like that. And it's it much make, more Blade Runner. It makes sense. and you, We've mm. got that classic story of... Uh, whilst he was never considered for the role and never auditioned for the role, Lance Henriksen, Mm. in his preparation for just working on the movie, he turned up to the offices of James Cameron and a couple of the other people working on the film uh, in, like, a mock Terminator get-up. So he put, like, tinfoil over his teeth and he, like... People, like you know, similar get up to what was happening, and he just acted like a robot. And apparently, absolutely scared the living daylights uh, out of the people there because they, I don't, I don't think they knew who he was. Because I, I, it was definitely well, it wasn't before Aliens, so he wasn't in that. I don't think he was that well known at that point. No, I'd it's quite a from, small role, isn't it? At yeah, least, yeah. where he, perhaps for English audiences, he probably wasn't, he may have been for American audiences, mm-hmm. and I don't, I'm not sure. Because they didn't know who he was, <laughs> it was like, This is really weird dude. <laughs> He's sitting in the reception right now and he looks utterly crazy. Yeah. Uh, so that's quite a nice story. Uh, and moving on to uh, the role of Sarah Connor, we have Sierra Connor. Deborah Winger, apparently successfully auditioned for the role. Oh, right. Uh but later changed her change mind and turned the role down. Oh, Jennifer Jason Leigh was seriously considered for the for the role. Oh, but she was, apparently was too young for the part. I was going to say I didn't even think she was around in nineteen eighty four. Yeah, which is weird because if they're playing an eighteen year old. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But apparently, yeah, uh, James Cameron saw her as being too young, uh, and she was actually later cast as Ginger, the roommate of Sarah Connor. Right. But then had to pull out. So we didn't see Jennifer Jason Leigh in the in that role, Jennifer and she was Jason replaced Lee. with Bess Motta, who huh, played Ginger. Right. When's, the,
2: when's 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 Kid?
0: I suppose it's like eighty mid eighties, I think. Yeah, yeah it yeah. makes sense actually. Yeah, uh, I mean this name isn't one that appears on our lists a lot cause we haven't, but he he's quite famous for almost being cast in another role. Bob Hoskins, not Bob <laughs> Hoskins. He's actually one person <laughs> who's not on any of these lists.
5: I'll, uh, be, I'll be back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Give me your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle.
5: Nice and for a walk. We'll
2: stay day. <laughs> no clothes. What are you doing in his Mario voice? <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, another little in-gag there for anybody who's been listening. Uh, but apparently, Tom Selleck was rumours to be cast for the Terminator. <laughs> Taxi- <laughs> With his moustache. yes. Yeah. <laughs> because apparently, you know, the cyborgs, they like a little bit of facial hair. Uh, and unfortunately, again...
2: Seller, he's, he's nearly played a few iconic roles in his life, hasn't And he? again, yeah, I mean, for the
0: same reason as Indiana Jones, who's nearly cast us, had to pull out because of Magnum P.I. Wow. So, you know, you play a detective on, the, on. you know... Jeez,
2: has he ever t- spoken about this? Like, oh, I wish... I'm glad I didn't play it or I wish I'd play I it. I feel I'd a play bit play.
0: sorry for him because I like Tom Selleck. I think he's great. He's, yeah, don't
2: buy but, him as a as a Terminator. Oh, but, no, no, no. I mean? uh,
0: it's
2: <laughs> his sound, his <laughs> career does sound like it's full of a lot of missed opportunities, but I guess yeah. probably every All because career, of Magnum P.I., yeah. which,
0: I mean, he was an all right program, but... He was pretty big when I was a kid, I think. But, it, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not the Sopranos, is it? It's not the A-team, you know I mean? Yeah. He yeah, right, ain't right, getting on was, no plane now, fool. Yeah. So, yeah, so I feel quite sorry for him. Uh, a name that we've obviously spoken about in previous episodes uh, due to being in Beetlejuice and The Fly, Gina Davis, apparently, oh, ad- yeah. auditioned for the role of it. Sarah Connor. She'd be amazing. Gina Davis is pretty decent in anything. Yeah, it's nothing she can't you know, do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, she can't play a Terminator,
2: though. I think she'd play a Terminator. Really
0: and well. as soon as I said that, I was like, <laughs> she could play a Terminator. She'd Imagine her cool. in Terminator
2: 3.
0: Oh, yeah. Instantly better than Terminator 3, isn't it?
2: So good, right?
0: I take that back. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, she... She'd she, be great, in it? She was almost... Uh, well, she auditioned for the role of Sarah Connor, uh, and uh, obviously she co-starred with Linda Hamilton in Secret Weapons the following year. Okay, so, yeah, I don't think uh, I've seen li- that. A li- so little yeah. bit of a link there. Yeah, yeah. So, a- as we s- discussed earlier, Arnold Schwarzenegger was originally approached to play the role of Kyle Reese uh, instead of the Terminator. So, some more names... So, in the role of Kyle Reese...
2: He's got a bit of a regional accent, though. (laughs) (laughs) In the future, everyone will sound like they
0: come from Bavaria. That is actually such a contradiction, isn't it? (laughs) I don't want Michael Bean because he's going to be... He's too southern. He's too southern... Give me that Austrian guy with a massive muscles. (laughs) Come with me if you want to live. (laughs) Uh, 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 He absolutely will not (laughs) stop. Your Arnie's better than mine.
2: (laughs) Uh, I don't know, but the the thing is, when you do an Arnie, not you, but you just got to commit to it. it, Yeah, and you can really easily end up doing a really bad Jamaican accent if you are not careful. Very similar to the Geordie accent, (laughs) can quite easily go into
0: Jamaican. Uh, So, Bruce Willis.
2: Uh, well, Bruno as Kyle Reese as
0: or Ka- Kyle Reese as Kyle Reese yeah I mean I, c- I can see it <sighs> but he's 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 too
2: Bruce Willis
0: though he's too yeah, got too this, much this would have been around moonlighting and that because the thing of...
2: about the thing about uh Reese is you can't you're not supposed to be really able to read him for most of the film you can't
0: yeah he's quite guarded and close yeah, to yeah, isn't
2: it yeah Bruce Willis is Bruce Willis you know I've never seen Bruce Willis be anything less than like super charisma man, you know?
0: Yeah, he's magnetic, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's got got a charm, you know what I mean? And uh, fucking, I don't know how accurate some of these are because I look at them and go, what? If this was genuinely a thing, like, I mean, he has done acting, but apparently.
2: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's done some acting.
0: Yeah. Uh, so...
2: Ronald Reagan, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> apparently Sting. Oh,
2: right, okay. Obviously he was
0: in Doom. I mean, he does.
2: He looks a bit like uh, Reese.
0: He looks Reece. the part, yeah. but...
2: With yeah. his, his I just, English I just accent. I'd always be expecting him to
0: whack out the bass and start playing a, a pretty <laughs> decent bass line. <laughs> yeah. I don't drink coffee, I drink tea, my dear. Sarah, Con- um, Sarah Connor, don't stand so close to me. Also... He's <laughs> <laughs> got to that stage in the podcast <laughs> Also,
2: strong accent Yeah, yeah. He's he
0: the Geordie. ace face Yeah yeah. So, some other names Whenever
2: I see Sting on, on screen though Have you ever seen the film Quadrophenia? Uh, no He's in that, he plays the ace face in uh, yes, Quadrophenia Yes, he does, doesn't he, yeah And at one point, uh, Phil Daniels' character, Jimmy just start screaming bellboy, hey, Because <laughs> he sees a <laughs> just, he yeah. job as a bellboy. Bellboy! And that's all, like, whenever I see Sting, it goes through my head every time.
0: <laughs> bellboy! Kind of lowers your credibility <laughs> yeah, slightly, yeah. doesn't it? Every
2: time he comes on screen as a Terminator. Bellboy!
0: Yeah. Yeah. Some other names. So, Matt Dillon.
2: As... Reese, these are all these for guy Reese. Okay, yeah, like, uh, yeah. I actually think, think he, Matt I, I Dillon could thought, do that. I think he Drugstore could. Drugstore Cowboy era Matt Dillon for sure. I think yeah. he
0: was a little bit too young in '84 though.
2: I guess so. Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Rumble Fish was '89, I movie. think, and so he, well, he's Drugstore pretty young Cowboy in that late '80s as well. So yeah. I mean, Matt Dillon has one of those faces where he looks older than his years anyway. he has got a classic face. Yeah. Yeah uh-huh. Mickey Rourke, pre pre all the. uh Botox and everything. Get, and Mickey Rourke is... He's a bit too He's a bit much, of an enigma to me. He's a bit too, uh... Never yeah. get a read on him.
2: Yeah, a bit too much like Bruce Willis for me. I think, physically.
0: Uh, Christopher Reeve? Superman himself? No. no. I, I mean, the problem is, you're just going to compare him to Superman, aren't he's you? Just
2: gonna, yeah, it's going to be Superman versus the Terminator at Even that I point, expect him you know to I
0: mean? open his shirt and then... <laughs> dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun.
2: it's going to be Superman versus the Terminator, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Uh,
0: that sounds like a good movie. It won't be. Okay. <laughs> I'd watch it, though. Let's be honest. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. I'd pay
0: good money for that. Kurt yeah, Russell. It
2: would be directed by uh, Schneider, though. <laughs> it would be terrible. <laughs> the movie you've always wanted to see. Done badly. <laughs> but it's all right. It's a four-hour-long cut of yeah, it, if you want.
0: In black and white. Yeah. Just to be pretentious. Yeah. Uh I just randomly said the name halfway through your, your speech on... Uh, on there Kurt Russell,
2: Kurt Russell, um,
0: I like no. Kurt Russell, I think he could do well in that role. How old would Kurt Russell be at that, point? so this would have been around the sort of time as escape from New York it's oh, early eighties oh, He's got so much
2: charisma though again, um, I don't want to keep labeling them all with the same fault, but Kurt Russell is Kurt Russell, I love Kurt Russell, he's amazing, but he's he's like an electric light bulb he sh- you know what I mean he shines, you know,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I I'd like to see him in the role just to see what he could do with it.
2: Mm. To
0: be fair I am comparing
2: him to um Michael Piens
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, to Hicks's performance. So I mean it he tried to view it in its own in its own right I suppose. Maybe. Maybe.
0: And then uh the last one this is for the role of uh, Sarah Connor. Mm-hmm. uh Rosanna Arquette who yeah. uh, played Jodie in Pulp Fiction. Yeah.
2: Yeah, she. Yeah,
0: probably. I think when you get an iconic movie like this, it's really difficult to see anybody in any in the roles.
2: You compare, you, yeah, you you comp- compare performances others. rather than thinking them uh, of them as yeah. a different version. You compare the, the performance and you. Know, <laughs>
0: So those those were some of the would-be castings. I think casting on the whole, they got pretty spot-on here.
2: Uh, there isn't one I... Yeah, there isn't one that I want to change. Do you know what I mean? When I watch it, I don't think oh, ah. Yeah. I think he's letting the team down. I mean, there, you could you could down,
0: change yeah. the roles uh, of L- Lieutenant Traxler and Vukovic.
2: I don't want to, though. I don't want. It. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm with you on that. Mm. I think you could change them, and it wouldn't make too much of a difference because they're not very big
2: in the. But it does. It brings in that little moment of brevity, and that little bit of lightness comes in when they yeah. come in, and uh, like you say, there are other actors that are capable of doing that. But it's it's done so well,
0: you know. So shall we move on to some uh, other? Little trivia tidbits about, yeah, the, yeah. about the making. So the the Terminator vision, for lack of a better phrase, when it's through the perspective of the Terminator, mm. obviously looks quite futuristic, looks pretty cool, mm-hmm. was actually taken from the uh, coding from the Apple II operating system. Oh, right. Uh, apparently so. It shows a dump of the ROM assembler. So anybody who does any coding or any... Technical stuff will know what that means to me. That may as well be a different language. Yeah. But again, it, it, it fits, doesn't it? It doesn't, it, it looks pretty futuristic. Yeah. Yeah.
2: At the it's, same it, time, it's, it's not. It's interesting. I was, g- I kept waiting for it to pop up throughout the films. I couldn't remember when it first does it. Um, and then it does it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. This, yeah. I remember, I, like, the first time I saw that, I remember being really, taken with it you know what I mean like oh that's that's what you see that's what the Terminator sees oh you know it's like it's a nice again it's those little touches in a movie it's those little touches like like the fact at the beginning of the movie where like um, they think it's a serial killer knocking off Sarah Connors they're calling him the phone book killer and all this <laughs> knocking <sort> of <laughs> 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 yeah. off
0: a blase way bloz <laughs> way of saying it I
2: hate the weird ones um yeah and they, they, they're naming him the, the uh, phone book killer aren't they and I think that's just, that in itself is a really nice touch in the movie. It just adds a little bit. that The fact that he's going through the phone book one by one. And the fact that they, they all cotton onto it quite quickly as well. The police got, and even and Sarah Connor goes, when she, this, is it the second time she hears that Sarah Connor's been killed? Yeah, she's the And they book. say the middle names Sarah mm-hmm. Ann Connor. Sarah, yeah, Sarah Connor, Sarah Ann Connor. I think she's Sarah J Connor. And she goes, the first thing she does is go to the phone book and see she's next on the list. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's mentioned in the in the t v on the news report that they think it's got something to do with a phone worker they just say the names and she goes straight to the phone lovely little touch it's
0: it's another example of that intelligence, isn't it that I was saying about earlier with Sarah Connor's character where she's mm. not just you know she's not screaming blonde and, bimbo yeah, who's yeah. just you know there to provide some some screaming mm. uh I think it's uh, those those small attention small little bits of attention to detail that really kind of l- allow it, it to yeah. elevate it and allow it to hold up after 40 years I think mm. the concept I think a lot of things have come kind of mimicked it since mm. and obviously not done it to, to the same degree uh, and though the reason why they perhaps don't quite is because of those things where it's just oh it's just a cyborg who's trying to kill you mm. as opposed to here's the backstory, here's these little nuances and these little bits that actually, as you say, give it brevity and mm. a- add to the overall arc, arc of the story. Mm. Would you like to know what the, uh, the, t- the title was changed to in Poland?
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: so, <laughs> Only uh,
2: always. Yeah.
0: So the, the reason why it was changed, mm-hmm. just for a bit of context, is because the word Terminator in Polish... Uh, apparently, is translated and means an apprentice.
2: Okay. Which yeah, it's not going to work. Yeah.
0: Mind, it's mind blowing. Mm-hmm. So they changed the name of the title to the Electronic Murderer. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Lovely.
0: Which just sounds like <laughs> a great movie, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, by the time that Terminator Two came out it had been enough in their lexicon that they kind of knew that they it could also go, mean. Like, yeah. So they just referred that. I was
2: in uh, Spain when Terminator 3 came out, and I can't for the life of me tell you what the Spanish is for Rise of the Machines, but it, the adverts were on TV constantly. And to this day, I just have Tormenito Tres, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what the actual words are. Tres. <laughs> in my head. I mean your Spanish
0: Constantly. is a lot better than mine.
2: That wasn't that was just gibberish. It wasn't even words. I could it, I could order a beer. It convinced you know? me.
0: But <laughs> like, literally I thought you were speaking Spanish for uh, a minute.
2: Tor-me-tor-re.
0: My Spanish means putting L yeah. in the front of any phrase.
2: Yeah. That, and that might be considered problematic in this day and age.
0: <laughs> exactly, which is why I'm not going to do it on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> um someone
2: once told me I don't know you you're probably about to get this I'm probably jumping. That they had to dub Arnie's voice in Germany because his accent would be the equivalent of talking like that, right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that. Told <laughs> that this. is hilarious.
2: Because uh, I'm a killing machine, right? I guess <laughs> it's like farmyard, like where he's from, Bavaria is like the Hicks wheel. Wow. And like they just couldn't have a killing robot walking around with that accent all the time. Your clothes. I'd like an Uzi 9 millimeter, please. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle.
0: This <laughs> <laughs> sounds so much less threatening, <laughs> doesn't it? It does, not it? Nice night for what? <laughs> <laughs> what, DB got new clothes? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that would kind of make you go. Oh, uh, yeah, all right. Uh,
2: yeah, uh, all right. E- <laughs> e- Ian McPhones. Yeah, that's what someone told me once. I had to dub his accent because his accent, I had to dub his voice because his accent is like a pharmacy. I mean, that's accent.
0: a comedy skit waiting to happen, isn't
2: it? I know, right? Which, yeah. uh, <laughs> if you've been
0: listening to the podcast, you know we love a comedy skit. We
2: do love a skit. It could happen. I mean, yeah.
0: I think, obviously. I mean,
2: we haven't actually mentioned it yet, actually, but Bill Paxton is in that scene. Also later to be an alien.
0: Hey man. Yeah. yeah. I mean that is Bill Paxton in everything. It's so
2: good with his with his blue yeah. punk haircut. It's also just... in that scene. I don't know whether I should bring this up or not. I never noticed it until I got the Blu-ray. Arnie's Wang is in that scene. <laughs> when he's walking towards them. There's a how can I put it? An extra piece of Terminator on view, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: it's quite disturbing. I've just got this image of the Terminator, like Cyberdyne and Skynet creating Terminators and going like in their AI, well we have to give them a massive penis. <laughs> like we can't we can't have,
2: you can't have um, a killing machine with a small wang. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It just has to be massive. Uh, yeah, it's it's in there. It's, it's out to, there, I, I should ha-
4: say.
0: <laughs> I have to say I didn't notice it, <laughs> but then I wasn't looking for it. Oh, and I, now that you've mentioned it, it I'm going right, to go. back. It, it was right in front of me, and I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go and watch uh, and look watch
2: at that opening Ar- scene again.
0: Arnie's Wang. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so thanks for that. Uh,
2: it's there for all to see. So, I don't think, it, I don't think it was there in like the earlier versions. I think it was. Darker, <laughs> so you don't notice it so much.
0: I've got an image of there's one guy and it's his job to superimpose a bigger, bigger knob onto I, Arnie. I just, I just think
2: with the advent of, like, HD and Blu-ray, <laughs> I think something was lost in the mist sometimes How does that
0: conversation go? Oh, yeah. So, uh, we're bringing out... Uh, it's called High Definition, so everything needs to look a lot more crisp. Uh... Basically, we need you to just go back through the film, The Terminator, and just make some adjustments. Oh, okay. Is that like, uh, you know, making special sh- effects? Making sure some <laughs> textures look right and yeah. that's kind of. Uh, <laughs> we need you to superimpose a Wang onto no, 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 the Terminator. It's, it's already there.
2: They just they just lightened the the uh, the stock.
0: <laughs> Excuse me, can you around just... Around his stock. Can you just, l- can you just yeah. lighten the saturation over the penis area, please? Yeah. Uh,
2: uh, and there it is, bouncing about. Wow. Nice I- night for a walk. <laughs> New clothes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Sarah Connor. <laughs> I mean... I didn't think it would be this early into our podcast, uh that we it would essentially descend into speaking about knobs.
2: Yeah. But, yeah. Well, I wasn't sure whether to bring it up or not, but it's there, man. <laughs> the Terminator's most potent killing machine on display for all to see. You know it's probably
0: I mean? some form of weapon.
2: Yes. Yeah, T two, slightly. <laughs> <laughs> Judgment Day. This has gotten weird.
0: <laughs> I'm gonna move on now. Uh Obviously, we spoke about the budget and we spoke about obviously it's a, for the style of film, it's a fairly low budget affair. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, James Cameron kind of put everything on this. You know, he was really so tall. did Arnie. <laughs> <laughs> I just left that door wide open for you, didn't I? I set him up, you knock him down. Uh, as did Arnie with his massive wang. Uh, <laughs> so, trying to move into. Wow. S- <laughs> <laughs> is that Arnie, or is that the wank?
2: Hey You know where that noise comes from.
0: Well, well... Well, I, I suppose we don't have to worry about humour in this episode, yeah, do we? Yeah, but whatever you do, don't swear. Yeah. <laughs> <coughs> oh, we have our standards,
4: don't
0: we? So, yeah, he... He, he banked a lot on this, have, you know, being successful.
2: Didn't but, it come from a fever dream, didn't it?
0: Something like yeah, that. He, uh,
2: he had flu or something. And,
0: and, I mean, we hear stories about these things happening mm. in people's dreams. We spoke about Spielberg with Poltergeist and those, you know, the tree and uh, and the clown were things that he dreamt about and scared him. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I think a lot, a lot of the time, our dreams are kind of just endless... You kind know, of creative scapes to just explore things do you know
2: the story about um, Cameron and the Predator like so you know the Predator film was being made and originally the, the puppet was awful and it was John Claude Van Damme John Claude
0: Van Damme
2: it, right. it, it's big red, big so red bad isn't it yeah and they they I think they hired a new special I don't think it was the same special effects bloke I forget he's a legend and I apologise I can't remember his name off the top of my head And he was on a plane and on the plane was James Cameron and he was sketching stuff out and Cameron said to him, what you working on? And he told him and Cameron went, do you know what I've always wanted to see? Mandibles. And boom, the predator was born. Wow. Yeah, so all the dreadlocks and fishnet stockings, that was this other fella, right?
0: <laughs> I've, never, I've never made the connection to fishnet and stockings. on definitely predator. has fishnet stockings on. There's definitely and some fishes being There's explored some sandals, in that, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> sandals
2: on, fishnet stockings. Maybe that's the new predator. They just need to put treads. socks with the sandals. <laughs> yeah, 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 But yeah, the mandibles. Apparently, it was Cameron. I've always wow. wanted to see mandibles. And he went, oh, that's a good idea. And thus, the predator it's was Brilliant, born. isn't it?
0: Uh, uh, yeah, but yeah, he, you know, he 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 really needed this to be a, a success. Mm. Apparently, he was living in his car. Wow. He didn't have, a, you know, didn't have a home, and he was kind of, you know, wherever they were shooting, I'll go park up somewhere and I'll sleep in the car. Yeah. Uh, and you do hear that quite a lot with with directors who would,
2: didn't? did. Cameron cut his teeth making blue movies. Or at least raunchy. I think
0: there was pirata, a piranha like, film. I think he made.
2: No, I think I thought he learnt his trade on on blue. <laughs>
0: well, now the conversation we just had makes <laughs> even more sense,
2: doesn't I, it? Unless I'm remembering that wrong, I'm sure he like that's how he learnt yeah. his trade on sort of slightly raunchy movies. I could I apologise
0: that's right. Well, I haven't been able to <laughs> verify that, but yeah. uh, perhaps he did. Perhaps while he
2: slept in his car. That's interesting. I didn't know he was that down on his luck when the, when he was making Terminator.
0: Yeah, I think it was just a case of he put everything into the film. Mm. Uh, There's even the story of when when they were making it. After it started to become a success, obviously he held the rights to it, nice. and he sold the rights to Catherine Bigelow's th- wife. I don't know if his wife at the time, but his girlfriend at the time yeah. subsequently became his wife, Catherine Bigelow. Sold the rights to it for a dollar. Wow! And was like that way. It doesn't go in the hands of mm. of, a, of the corporate machine. Uh, and Catherine Bigelow, just little shout, she's a great director in her own right. Okay. Uh, Strange Days. Right. She yeah. Won an Oscar for the Hurt, Hurt Locker. Yeah, yeah, of
2: course. Yeah, she's a yeah. Great director,
0: in her, and to be fair, if you're married to James Cameron, just listening to him, not that not that I'm saying her skill comes from James Cameron, but just having I'm that sure he would have been board, attracted
2: to a, a that, the that talent creative her as well. element yeah, of it, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: but yeah, apparently he sold rights to it for a dollar, and then and which is why he...
2: we've never had any
0: terrible sequels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think, I, th- I think after the it second rang, one came out, not
5: quite. Work. She then
0: sold him back to him for something like twenty million or something because he obviously had the money then. Mm. Uh, yeah, I just think it's you know, I think that comes across that there's so much riding on this. Mm that almost every element is there's so much thought and effort that goes into it mm. and I think I think that's where you know we've spoken about a little bit in in general terms the sequels I think that's where most of the sequels kind of fall down is that they don't have that passion and that kind of uh, that focal point of somebody going you know what this has to work and I've got this singular vision and I'm going to do everything. everything
2: riding on yeah. This, yeah. Uh, I mean, the sequels scream of studio interference. They, they, uh, it, they scream of made by committee. But it's not the second one, obviously, because Cameron don't put up with that sort of stuff, you know. Um, by the time you get, I don't like the third film. I don't think it's very good.
0: <laughs> uh, the only thing I like about the third film is, is the ending. Uh oh, what,
2: well, when Judgment Day actually happens? Where it happens,
0: happens but, I think, yeah. I think that that was a bold move. Yeah, I think it would have been yeah, very easy for, as you say, studio meddling to have a happy ending. Yeah, and just I did. Go. I didn't
2: like the casting.
0: Yeah, Nick Style wasn't particularly great as John Connor. No. I mean, Claire Danes, she's a great actress. She's a great
2: actor. I yeah. uh,
0: didn't really particularly like. I mean, yeah. I, I think across the board, it was just. I
2: especially didn't like the Elton John glasses joke at the beginning. Um. I, I don't like the third film.
0: Well, I, mean, I like Salvation. Salvation, I think, it, I think is great. The much
2: maligned Salvation is a great it,
0: movie. Because it, it... You know, we spoke about earlier about, you know, do, doing something different. I think it by that point it had to do something different because we'd seen... Mm. We'd seen essentially three films of the same formula. Mm-hmm. One and two. But the second one, you're kind of still on board banged my watch on the desk <laughs> if you heard any clanging there because I'm getting so irate. Uh, by the fashion By the end of the second one, you mm. kind of you're looking for something a little bit different by that yeah. point. Third one just does the same again, not as well. Uh, but it, it picks up where the second one left off in the terms of, you know, I said earlier about Terminator Two being the death of the franchise. And what I mean mm. by that is that there's kind of a twofold reason. One is that it's so good Every subsequent installment is trying to get to that level again, and unfortunately with with any film that is well loved and is is high regarded it's it's capturing lightning in a bottle, and it's not going to happen. Mm. The only way really, I think you can properly kind of capture that same magic is to do something different and take it in a new direction and do something a little bit
2: you have to be brave because that's the thing though you think about the second film it is a completely different direction from the first film is the first film a horror movie is it a sci-fi movie the second film's an action movie through and through you know it's a sci-fi action everything's bigger and better isn't it hundred percent it's first film it is it's sci-fi horror. It has those horror elements. It has the jump scares. It has the you think he's dead, he's not dead, a hundred and one times.
0: Um, it has the final girl. It has the final
2: girl. It has so many, and it's a it's instead of a a man in a mask like a la Michael Myers who cannot be stopped, who cannot be reasoned with, who cannot be uh, stopped, whatever you know is going to is a remorseless killing machine. It's a robot from the future, so it's a sci-fi version of Michael Myers, essentially, you know. Um, ...fleshed out and and made into something completely different. Whereas the second film, it has those similar elements... ...but it's an out-and-out action movie. So it is a completely different um, approach from the first film to the second film. Like you say, it killed the franchise because no one can move past it. You have to be brave enough to try and do something different, you know. I'm not going to mention Aliens. We all know (laughs) it, you know what I mean? If you don't know it, look into what Alien 3 was supposed to be and what it ended up with, no fault fault of Finches, you know. Um, And in Terminator, like you say, you get to Salvation and you finally get someone saying, let's not keep making bad versions of Terminator 2. Let's put it in the future. Let's show John Connor... Let's show robots. We, we've got technology that can do this now. Let's do it. And I think it's a good movie. It's bleak, uh, which I think is the main criticism level that it. it's like 20 miles of bad road. There's not much humor in it and all that sort of stuff. That's not what I was looking for when I watched it. I watched it. I love that movie. I especially like the, the surprise ending where a T, uh, 800 or whatever it is they're calling it at that point. Turns up and it's like it's around that birth of really good. We've stuck his face. I want actually, I haven't seen it in a while. I wonder if it still holds up at the time. It was superb. You're like, Oh my god, that's Arnie's face on, on, and it's old Arnie's face. It's not it, uh, sorry, the young, yeah. Arnie face, older with the, the, with, yeah. with the,
0: with the side part.
2: Yeah, and it's, and it's superb. And I was like, I remember watching that in the cinema and just being like, Oh, you no way, that's amazing. Um, got panned didn't do another one after it and then you get to
0: Genesis, Genesis which there's like five minutes Ooh, so it's f- bad there's five minutes where it's like okay I can get on board with this
2: the beginning five minutes the
0: beginning five yeah, minutes because yeah. it's essentially it's, it's is that, hang on is Genesis the
2: one where they go back and they replay the first
0: yeah, they redo number one. Yeah, for the that first bit five minutes. Amazing.
2: It, it, Sorry, yeah, that it, is.
0: So and I, good. I think that's where James Cameron he produced. He, he, I think he he came back on board. As, is that as Genesis as a is the One? That he would say this is. And a that really was good that music. was the one that, that it's I think not, that yeah. element where he he kind of had some input into that opening sequence. Because the way sequence. they redo
2: that that opening sequence is fantastic.
0: It's yeah. It's fantastic, and then it's ruined instantly mm. by. I mean, you've got Amelia Clark playing Sarah Connor, and I think sh-
2: it's bad casting.
0: It's bad casting. I think they casted her no because offense. she because she was big Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was yeah. like a big name. Yeah, uh, and
2: yeah, Amelia no, Clark's a great actress. She is not Sarah Connor. Though. No, it just doesn't and, fit. And, and again, not- it's the same with Terminator Three. That dude is not John Connor to me. It's the car, you like we always say, casting is so important. Like we're saying in this instance, there isn't anyone I want to recast in that first Terminator movie. You can if you want, but I don't want to. You know, you get to a media carcass, Sarah Connor, and you're like, who? That is that reeks of bean counting. You know, what I mean, yeah. that reeks of she'll bring an audience with her. Never mind whether she's right for the role. She'll bring those Mm. Game of Thrones geeks into the cinema, you know, which I don't think happened.
0: Um, And the same with, uh... Oh, what's his name? Matt, uh, Doctor Who.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I want to say Matt Berry, but it's not his name.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely not (laughs) Matt (laughs) Berry.
2: Give me... I can't... Father! (laughs) Father! Uh... I'm here for the fifty
0: yeah, p uh, matter. I, c- I, can't, I c- cannot place his name, but essentially, give me your boots. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was cast as the kind of more villainous role mm. in that, and then obviously you had the uh, Jason Clark played John Connor in that. I didn't think that was too bad a casting. Which is but it, the scripture's terrible? Is it dark?
2: What's what's the
0: last one? Dark fate.
2: Dark fate. It's not dark future. dark fate. Yeah, and that's when you see. Terminator 2 Irani kill off, um... What's his name's John Connor, isn't it?
0: Edward Furlong. Edward Furlong. Yeah. Who, um...
2: I, was he ever even considered for Terminator 3? Was he in too much of a state at that point? I
0: think... I, I think he... He was in a quite big state. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's not I doing mean,
2: too well, is he, you know? Um... Or wasn't around that period, I think. But, no. Yeah, so casting's so important. Yeah, so sorry, media card Terminator... Dark. Genesis. Yeah. Genesis, sorry. Je- mean, yeah, that's Genesis. Yeah. No, that opening sequence is amazing. And then, like you say, it falls off so quickly. It's, it,
0: again, it's like, for, it's like for that first ten minutes, they had that passion. Mm. They had that, let's do that and let's put a twist on it. And then the rest of it was just like, oh, pseudo interference. It didn't make sense. Mm. John Connor's now the bad guy. Go- what? That doesn't make any sense yeah, at all. Yeah. It just It just doesn't have any have any substance and you know going back to Terminator 2 killing the franchise the one part of it is everything's trying to top it the mm. other part of it is by is putting I think it's a genius move but it also spells the downfall putting the Terminator in the role of the hero means that you know that comedy that we were talking about the comedy elements for the Terminator are that he's he's ruthless and it's brutal you know like in the when he goes into the club and there's a dude who, who tries to stop him going in and puts his hand on him, mm. I I find that hilarious because it's the way he just grabs his hand, doesn't even he mm. I gives him a very quick glance, but it's just that, mm. just that get off me what are yeah. you doing, you know that yeah, that's funny, but yeah. not because it's played funny. Mm. As soon as you put him in the hero role, what happens? Oh, he start he starts having a catchphrase, he's Asta La Vista Baby. It's yeah. you know, trying to do the smile. Mm. And so all of those elements where you go Is
2: that the third one where he's trying to smile?
0: No, the second one's so where he's that trying that to the smile. One. Yeah, he tries to smile and he looks at Edward Furlong and he does that weird That's, kind of thing. Which is quite funny. Yeah, and it yeah. works in the context of Terminator 2. Yeah. But because of that it then very quickly leads on to where you get to a Terminator Three, where he puts on the Elton John sunglasses, mm-hmm. and suddenly we're we're now laughing at this killing machine. Yeah, and mm-hmm. so what you know, and I think as well,
2: apparently Arnie got quite um quite insistent that he wasn't shooting enough people in the sequel, and you know the he'll live that was put in because Arnie was like I haven't shot anyone I need to shoot someone <laughs> and he's like and he's quite insistent I'm Arnie I shoot people I should be shooting and they're like well, you can't kill anyone and that's, that's when they wrote that mm. scene which is a great comedy moment As uh, you said you wouldn't kill anyone here live because he kneecaps him I think with his gun <laughs> doesn't he yeah hey. yeah. Um, yeah it's great stuff but you yeah, they say once you start in- introducing those elements of humour
0: you've got to be very careful that you're doesn't in veer into you're walking a fine line aren't you yeah. where it go- ends up going and I think you know, I love the Terminator franchise, and you know I've said in many, many a time, if it's got Terminator on it, I'm paying to see it because it, yeah. I love the franchise. But yeah. I've had, I've had an idea knocking about as to as to how it should should go. I think the first thing they need to do is they need to forget about Arnie
2: because he's unfortunately too old now.
0: I think he was too old for three. I think I agree. You yeah. know, two he was I think in his mid forties. Mm and so and but, but still, he still he yeah. still looks the part he looks good in that movie as soon yeah. as you get to 2003 and he's in his mid 50s and it, yeah. you can just see he looks a little bit tired and so that doesn't make sense in the context of a an ai trying to create an ultimate killing machine mm. I think they try to explain it like he's an and old so why model. Did, why do
2: they keep making the same looking model when they're supposed to blend in all the time? Because B- obviously, in the but first also, one, why
0: do they make the uh, why do they make the old model? <laughs> but, but, older, but, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know. It, it,
4: well, they,
2: they try to explain this in I think <laughs> in Genesis, don't they? Like the flesh ages, but the bit underneath doesn't, and all that sort of stuff. Um, uh, you're
0: finding a reason to accommodate. You're him, making
2: excuses, you at know, that point, and aren't it, you? and That's I, right, you know. Yeah.
0: He, he's vital to the franchise because they
2: do a really good job <laughs> in the first one actually when we're talking about seeing early when the Terminator uh, breaks into their barracks in the future when you're seeing it as a flashback of the future um, she says this in a village so you're talking about things I haven't done yet in the past tense and it's driving me nuts yeah, yeah. yeah this is a great line um, that Terminator is obviously not Arnie but it's a Terminator so you already go oh they look different the Terminators look different. It makes sense. He still yeah. looks. He has a Arnie vibe about him because he's a big muscular killing machine type thing. I don't know he's got his red eyes later on and all that. Um, so they've set it up already that they don't all look the same, and then they keep pushing this premise of, oh well, we I sent I sent the same one back, the the, the same model back that tried to kill you in the first film for reasons unbeknownst. Um, and then later on, they're like, oh, well, it's a familiar one. So we're sending a familiar one back. And they keep, like you say, making excuses as yeah. to why he's gotten older and, and why it, they it, have to send him back. And,
0: and I think, it, you know, it, it insults the audience's intelligence because we know that the reason why you're doing that is because you want to have Arnold Schwarzenegger in there, which I understand he's a moneymaker. Yeah. But there has to be a point where you go. He's not he's he can't play that role anymore because he doesn't look the part. How
2: of are you servicing the film? Is it for the film, you make... Yeah. Or are
0: you doing it for Arnie's choices. paycheck, you yeah. know? It's that. Yeah. And I, I I think he's shrewd enough to know. I think he he will do it because I think he likes the character, but I think he's shrewd enough to go I I don't need to do this anymore and I I don't think I should. He was like in Arnie? 70s 70 something. Late 60s at the least. Mm, don't have yeah, the, he's, he's he's the exact to age to me. But yeah. But as I say, I've had this idea knocking about, and I, and it, it surprises me that nobody thought of this before, or at least thought of this, and actually it hasn't have. come up, like mm. because. So what I would do is, you know, take take what worked and add a little bit of a twist to it. Mm. So what worked about the first two is it's a Terminator being sent back to protect somebody. Oh, sorry. First one's Terminator going back. So what I would do is, first of all, recast the Terminator. Mm -hmm. And about ten years ago, before The Rock became The Rock in everything, when he was just starting out, I thought, he's got the look. He doesn't need to do too much. He can kind of do it since that point I've moved on from that idea you
2: have to at this point yeah
0: and I would cast The Rock
2: has already got to Terminator 2
0: yeah you just expect him to do the people's eyebrow yeah yeah. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. uh, I would cast and uh, for the life of me I can't remember his name but he's the dude who plays Reacher in the Prime series
2: you've mentioned this to me before and you're spot on there's literally
0: a scene in there Mm. where he's just walking up a road Mm. and I was watching it and and I was going isn't it yeah I was going, hang on a minute, and I muted it and then played the Terminator music (laughs) over the top, and I was like, that works for me. He's got that look. He's a good actor as well, so he can add those elements that Arnie did as well without it being just a carbon copy. Mm. So I'd cast him in the role of the the Terminator, and I'd keep the Terminator being the the villain of the piece. Mm. What I would do is you keep sending them back to kill John Connor or to kill Sarah Connor, I would go back and have the AI figure out, okay, well, we can't kill John Connor. We've tried. That didn't work. We've tried to kill Sarah Connor. That didn't work. So let's try and kill Sarah Connor's mother. Mm -hmm. So you set it. So she's 18 and 84. So what? Mid 60s? Yeah. Immediately, it
2: already sounds bad. But I know, uh, already, I, I hear a bad comedy. But sorry, carry but on. But
0: immediately, yeah. you've differentiated it from something. From mm. it's the same concept, but it doesn't look exactly the same.
2: I, I agree with exactly what you're saying, but I would go mid seventies, and maybe I mean, I mean, then you're getting into child, said- child killing, then, but it might be a bit too heavy. But no, I think you're right. I think the problem, with, the only problem is, the only problem I have is when you say mid sixties, I just hear a lot of bad hippie jokes in my head sort of thing like bad hippie acting like I see everyone walking around going hey man you know and all that sort of
0: stuff if you can avoid that the three punks in the the 80s is going to be
2: hey man don't worry yeah avoid avoid smoking a a big doobie hey no clothes tonight man yeah (laughs) worst (laughs) night, boo yeah yeah if you can avoid those pitfalls it would work really well yeah
0: because I think it, it differentiates itself from from the 80s and from that look mm. enough but it's familiar because you've got that same concept i think the more that they try to go forward in time and do it like if you've done it in the 90s mm. it's not going to be too dissimilar from the 80s obviously you're going to have 90s stuff but it's not everybody's going to have long hair and listen to nirvana it's not going to be too dissimilar to yeah, yeah. you know what what we've seen before it's a really good uh,
5: idea and, yeah. and
0: I, I just think just commit to that concept mm. and just think about what worked and just not not necessarily copy it but but use yeah, it now as, I want to see a Terminator basis. in like
2: cowboy times trying to kill her grandmother well that's the thing because, it's time, going, going, because yeah, it's time because yeah. it's time
0: travel there's so many options that would be amazing. and it just it, it seems just a little bit lazy just to go oh this happens after the last one because that's it's just always linear. times just yeah, linear. Yeah, in yeah. It, it, oh, oh, well, this one happened after the events of Judgment. Because that's what's so good in, you know? in Terminator 2 is
2: they go back and try to stop the bloke from building Skynet, don't they? Yeah, which is a nice touch.
0: A, know, a nice right? touch, and, it's, and it
2: and they convince him after shooting him quite a lot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they convince just him. Just got that
0: image of the actor. Going <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: Hyperventilating, so like, holding a grenade. But The whole bit's so good. And only cuts his 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 arm off, yeah. as it were. Show him. That's so good.
0: Yeah, I mean, his, his wife just...
2: Because uh, <laughs> you,
0: you, that would be your reaction. Yeah, you? yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's, that's what yeah, I mean. Right. Why is they, it
2: always linear? Why is it always the next? You know, so they can keep Arnie getting older, obviously. You know, you know and
0: like it, but yeah. But, I, I, you know... Like, it's, it's that's tr- a
2: really good idea. I
0: mean, don't get me wrong. I think Dark Fate wasn't a bad movie either. I don't think it was great. I, I saw, th- I saw
2: I, it... I've only seen it once and I was really hungover and I... Couldn't tell you whether I like. I was too hungover to enjoy. It was all it, right. I move. think
0: the I think the main appeal of it was that we got to see mm. Linda Hamilton back,
2: which was a nice touch. Yeah, to, and
0: yeah. I think the casting again. I forget her name, but the casting of the
2: the, the, the Terminator. Yeah,
0: the She's lead amazing. in that. Yeah, I thought that was good casting. Mm-hmm. But was I th- great. again, I think you and I think perhaps you know with Salvation, I agree. I think it's one of the better sequels. I think it probably, I think it's third place. In terms of the the hierarchy of films, personally, I would go one, two, four as the best. I think the first one's the best one. I think number two is a better movie and is a better action film, but I always prefer the first one because I like to see the Terminator as as, as a villain. ruthless killing yeah, machine, yeah. as opposed to whenever I you know whenever I see those scenes with Edward Furlong and and Arnie. Mm all I can think of is where the, where the series ended up. It soured. It sours you know it for going, me. Yeah. I still I love the movie, don't get me wrong.
2: I think i am one four. I might be one two four. 2 Yeah, it's a tough call for me. Uh, they're two very different movies, um, 1 and 2, and both amazing in their own rights. But I guess 1 is the original. It's got to have the edge on it. It's got to be 1 over 2. It has to be. Hasn't got Guns N' Roses ruining the soundtrack either. Oh, I love that. It's a great song.
0: It's <laughs> what have been ruining?
2: Song. No, it's ruining. I just see the video at the end, you know, the video for You Could Be Mine. And then Arnie's in that at the end. And yeah. It, again, it's that comedy skit taking one, one step too far for me when he's like, waste of ammo. And you see the Terminator view and, he's, and it's just, there's something about it. It's just so MTV, it annoys me, you know what I mean? Um... <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, I th- I th- yeah. as I say, I I, I just, I, I feel like there's so much potential with the franchise. However, I think there's only so much you can do with it now. I think you're right.
2: Go back 70s, 60s, something like that. Go I th- back.
0: Because I, I, I think...
2: I would genuinely love to see a cowboy and western Terminator movie. I think... I don't know if you could make it not terrible... Find someone to write. It. You're
0: veering a little bit into Westworld. It's there, a little you? bit, yeah. yeah. It's a
2: little bit. As long as you a get bit your hokey, printer in it, you'll be all right. But if you played it like uh, like more of a horror type movie than an action movie, I think you might be able, there might be something there. But I really like the idea of going back to the 60s, as long as you avoid all those pitfalls of the obvious yeah. jokes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, do you see what I'm seeing, man? You know, all yeah, that sort it's... of rubbish. I think that's a really good idea, just keep going back the technology the weapons get um, more basic from the human end as well so so
0: immediately the peril is up yeah yeah Yeah, yeah. the the stakes are so much higher cars are slower yeah
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so I mean Uh, I actually want to see a car chase with a Terminator and a Ford Mustang now you know what I mean (laughs) like like
0: 68 Ford Mustang like a
2: Steve McQueen bullet kind of Kind of car chase.
0: This is what I mean. With a Terminator, There's so much you can do. Like, oh. like.
2: Did they have four Mustangs in the sixties? They yeah. definitely had them in the seventies, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah,
0: they had four Mustangs in the sixties. oh I really want to see that. Got a Stingray. Ah, oh, the so Corvette good. Stingray. Can have a Dodge Charger. You get, oh it would, what i mean it would be good i've hit i've hit on the money yeah. and if james cameron is listening yeah
2: he'll and, have to forgive us for saying he might be a bit of an a hole cuz we just gave him a perfect prequel we don't
0: have, have to f- he don't, we don't have to ask I for say we, forgiveness. you
2: just gave him a perfect prequel you know what I mean?
0: And who knows, there could be somebody making a podcast in twenty, thirty years' time saying that James Cameron got into legal trouble from a podcast because <laughs> they had an idea for a film yeah. on the Terminator and yeah. it was made, you know. It's
2: just a credit to do, you don't have to pay me, although yeah. a million quid would be nice. I was here when Ryan said it and I said Steve McQueen, so that must count for something, right.
0: I'll share it with you, mate. Don't mind. <laughs> uh, but honestly, that's what I—that's what I would do. And I—I I, I just think there's so much there's so much potential there. But Rather it,
2: than constantly remaking the same sequence, remaking. Yeah, yeah.
0: A, I think going back to number four, perhaps where the the issues live with that mm-hmm. were probably in you know.
2: The well, for as long as I can remember, people were like, "I want to see a Terminator movie set in the future." for as long as I can remember people were saying that. And I'd be like, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. It's a different movie, but it's cool.
0: I think every, everybody went to see it, to hate on it because of the bail outburst. You know, <laughs> I think... You've forgotten the about... You're amateur, it. man! Good <laughs> for you! Oh, lordy-dordy-dor! Dog. <laughs> There's a bit in there where you can just see oh. at the end of a two. He goes, no! No! Yeah, it's so good, uh,
2: isn't
5: it?
0: But yeah, no, no, just because they're trying to call me.
2: down, have done that. Let's go for a walk, Chris. Let's go. You can hear someone just like, No, let's go for it. A- no, no, you're amateur, man. Me and you're a nice guy, but me and you are through.
5: Larny, Darty Darty dar.
0: <laughs> I like the way he keeps up his accent throughout.
5: It slips, like. but it is yeah. really good at it. No. Oh, la dee da dee da! You're <laughs> amateur, man.
2: <laughs> good for you.
5: Oh, good for you. I'm trying
0: to act. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I
2: think was that, that light, was it a lighting engineer or something like that? Some dude. He was yeah, yeah. He was running around in the back, back of the, the scene, shore, yeah. like ch- doing changing the lights. I like. I mean, you, sh- you can't sanction such behaviour. You shouldn't talk to people like that. I could understand where he was coming from. If that was like the third or fourth take and this dude just keeps wandering in, I'd be like, dude, do you want to take it? I mean, I mean here, the mate,
0: film yeah. was directed by MCG. Okay. Uh, which hmm. he's mainly known for doing TV stuff. He's done hmm. a lot of episodes of Supernatural. Uh, and he had to, a spate of to doing to totally big blockbuster movies, though, didn't he? Did he do a, did he do a Transformers MCG? Possi- yes, yeah, you feel did. like he did. But to be honest, I can never really trust somebody who refers to himself by <laughs> <His> three initials, <laughs> initials
2: that aren't his initials. Yeah. Just MC. Like, can you imagine if, like, if you uh, if you knew the Edge from You Too? <laughs> do I do I really have to call you the Edge? Because I'm not going to.
0: Your name's Brian. I don't know what his name is. What is his name? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine it's something really. Can you imagine mundane.
2: I want want you to call me The Edge from now on. I want you to call me MCG from now on.
0: But, like, why? I mean, it wouldn't work with us two, would it? No. Like, if I said that to you, (laughs) like... I I mean... I would
2: be called uh, RE from now on. I'd be like, (laughs) why, Ryan? Why?
0: (laughs) You'd literally (laughs) end up calling me my name more than you do now, just to prove a point. Just to be annoying. You know? uh, But, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people's... uh, good faith was kind of lost when they when they saw that. And so expectations coupled with you start you started on the on the back foot and uh, you know, I think it's a great film.
2: Uh I mean you're talking hang, what is it, two thousand and nine ish? Something like that, right? Yeah, two thousand and nine, I think. Yeah, it's gotta be around there, yeah. So you've already had the Star Wars prequels that have annoyed everyone. So everyone's primed to hate stuff at that point, isn't it? Um, you know, give the fans what they want and they don't want it, you know, like, careful what you wish for, but it's a good movie. And it's, I think it was just, the main criticism, like I've already said, the main criticism, I always remember being leveled at, it's just, it's bleak. And I'm like, no, it's good. It's good. It's it's 30 miles of bad road, you know.
0: I think some of the casting isn't great. I think Anton Yelkin as John Connor. Uh, I think... <sighs> I don't mind. I, I don't. I think he, he's an all right actor. I haven't got anything against him. I think part, it may be partially down to the script as well. But I don't see him as someone who becomes a respected military leader. Yeah. Somebody who leads resistance. I don't. I don't see that. And perhaps that's because when they were making it, they had a, a longer term plan, and they were like, "Well, here's we're gonna only show you in this light. Mm. The next time we see you as John Connor, you're gonna be in this growth. light. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We, perhaps we didn't have enough time to see that character arc. But I don't. I think Sam Worthington in that role, I think was a good was a good bit of casting. Mm. I think, I think they almost committed to what I was just saying about and just forgetting about Arnie. Almost done it, and don't get me wrong. I think that moment where. Old Arnie really? is revealed. Oh, oh. I, th- I remember I was sitting in the cinema with a friend of mine, and the guy in front of us was getting really annoyed because <laughs> every time something happened, we we're like, "Oh, that's so cool," <laughs> and we were like, "Explain." We kept saying, "Oh, well, that's you remember in number two when they say, X, da da, da, da. Mm. Well, yeah, that that that's the hardback back to that, and this guy was getting really annoyed. I, I can't uh, don't blame him to be honest. <laughs> that would annoy me. I would like to shut, shut up. <laughs> But it was. I think it was. It was that. I think it was the first Terminator film I saw in the cinema so it's right on, yeah. because of the time you know mm-hmm. I, I wasn't might have been the first one I saw in the cinema Ooh.
2: I think it was the first Terminator film where I went to the cinema mm-hmm.
0: so you know it's that thing of uh, did I go see Terminator cinema? and I remember I that I remember know. the moment where Arnie came out all the CGI yeah. Arnie came out and I was just like that is so cool it's so cool yeah yeah uh, so they almost done everything I kind of asked I don't think it's a perfect movie but I think it's I think it's the best the best of of the rest the best yes, perfect you know, yeah exactly the uh, best of the rest yeah. you know Genesis first five minutes not too bad and then it just goes down they mm. some reason they Choose Sarah Connor to refer to that Terminator as, as Pops. Yeah. Because that's what we need. We need to humanize the. the, the yeah, I struggle to
2: get from the Sarah Connor of two to the Sarah Connor of five the, of it's Genesis. It's
0: because they're not the, the same character, character. I'm like, yeah. how
2: did her character change? Like, that's. The, the, the two don't chart. Because in two, she's like. And then when you get she, to. She's sorry.
0: militant to the point of.
2: She, and she's she, a bit nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's understandably al- so at this point. It's almost, and then an you get to dark fate, and it's like, yeah, that's that's how I imagined she would be. You know what I mean? Like, a it's like, kooky, ha- it's, it's like
0: the franchise has to make a mistake before they realise, like, oh, oh, we made a mistake with that Sarah Connor. Yeah. oh now we do the thing we should have done that time. What's the
2: Sarah Connor like in the, the TV show? The Sarah Connor. Chronicles?
0: Apparently, that was quite good, quite I well received. It, I yeah. never, I've never seen. Obviously, that was played by Le- 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 Lena Headley who I think oh, is, a, is, is a great actress, actress. Yeah. Uh, and I think the main Terminator in that, or the equivalent Arnie Terminator that protects the two, mm. is a female Terminator. Which again, I think is a shrewd move. I think in in the third one, I think having having a, a female Terminator is is a great move. Mm. The problem being is immediately you've you've uh, you've sexualized the Terminator by having you know the boob inflating scene. Oh, it's I forgot just so that's
2: in there. It's just yeah. like yeah, it's so unnecessary. It's like
0: you've undone all the hard work of having strong female characters mm. in one moment. And it's like by that point I've already lost I've already lost the good faith that I had because mm. I've seen the terminator wearing out on John and saying talk to the hand mm. in a you know, mm. in, in a gay bar. It's mm. like okay, why do we need to see that? Mm.
2: Yeah. you know uh, yeah oh god actually the more I think about, about the talk three, to the, the hand the worse I'd it forgot, gets. yeah I'd forgotten the worse about the talk to the hand bit yeah. you know yeah uh, uh, it's just unnecessary like you say once you start down that road of having to give him jokes and comedy value it's so easy to fall into really just bad jokes yeah like, you can get away with a lot lot of stuff in a movie being off, but bad jokes you can't get away from. I
0: think you know? as long as things and look, I don't think anybody I forgot about the boob inflated scene. So as well. bad. Yeah, yeah. So, just to get out of a parking ticket. Yeah. Why would why She's would the terminator not just kill? She's
2: a killing machine.
0: Remember the scene? Wrong.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. There you go. Solve mm. solved that problem. And he
2: walks up to that copper in the first one and steals his car, he bashes his head against the car yeah. and drives off in his car. It's you know, like yeah. you've
0: you've got all the recipe there mm. and you somehow managed to to gnaw it up. Mm. I just don't get it. Uh but you know, I think the legacy of of, of, of the franchise is I think we're at, we're at a point, unfortunately, where I think fingers have been burnt too many times. Mm. Uh I think if you'd have done I think before Genesis, I think that was the point where you had the opportunity to really sort of like do essentially a, a new trilogy. Mm. You know, do take the Planet of the Apes, you know, way forward and yeah. you know do it, do that. You know, though that trilogy is a great trilogy. Things were kind of just at the cusp. Well, not remakes have always happened, but essentially. When Genesis was out, it seemed to be they were a heavy influx going back to an uh, you know an old intellectual property mm. remakes, reimaginings, whatever you want to call them. That was the point where you had the opportunity to really go. There's there's so much more to this franchise. We you, you, we need a, a director who's going to have the passion for this project mm. rather than oh we've got a film that's ready made. We just need somebody to sit behind the camera and make the decisions and, Mm. well, make the decisions that the studio want. Yeah. You know?
2: Yeah, they came close with Dark Fate. Was it Tim Miller who directed um, Dark Fate?
0: Yeah, Tim Miller's a good director.
2: And he was passionate about it. He knew what he wanted to do and it's close. It's close to a good movie. Again, we keep repeating ourselves, it is that we have, it's the linear timeline problem of having to put Arnie in every movie hence why you that, those are the problems you now butt up against aren't they I think you're dead right there. I mean
0: I, I I just remember watching that and being like I I'd already kind of resigned myself to it not being a good movie mm. even though I, Tim Miller's great director mm. Tim Miller's the one who'd done the Mad Max re, he reboot, Deadpool, is he, didn't he I think. Deadpool yeah yeah that's it sorry it wasn't yeah he didn't do Mad Max I don't think no, no, sure. uh, I'll check you know but by that point I'd already gone I felt like this when I saw the first few trailers for Genesis. Yeah. I felt like this when I saw the first few trailers for Rise well, of the Machines. What was about
2: Genesis was, was Cameron was on board for it being a great movie, and it wasn't,
0: you know. I, I know. think he was paid to say that, <laughs> in all honesty. I think <laughs> I, I need a new screen. I, 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 I don't mean that horribly. <laughs> Go watch uh, my movie. Ha- well, perhaps he wasn't paid for it, but I think, obviously, James Cameron has got, got to the point where he's so focused on the Avatar franchise... That I think he, he's, he's a little bit blinkered by things. Still not you watched know, Avatar. You know, James Cameron post mid nineties mm. is a very different James Cameron pre nineties. Yeah, as once soon you get as to Titanic, really, Titanic isn't it? Is, 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 is that I point think, where James Cameron now becomes uh, a different filmmaker, mm. uh, and that's not saying he's he's worse filmmaker.
2: He becomes James Cameron's special effects. Dude, and I yeah. guess that that leans on from Terminator Two because special effects in Terminator Two were outstanding. You know, I mean, that, the liquid Terminator still stuff, holds up. Yeah, was was great stuff. But he once you get to, I think like Titanic was that ninety seven or ninety nine? It doesn't really matter. Once you get to Titanic, he's really heavily invested in how far can I push technology? I mean, he probably always has been. Like like we said, if you look at the budget for Terminator, obviously knows how to push special effects aliens all of that sort of stuff but i know what you mean his movies are very different at that point like i still haven't seen avatar but let's not go into it again because i feel like we go into this every other movie i feel like Um, his
0: movies now come with a message if that makes any and he's like be a vegan right he's just trying to tell he's trying to tell you something he's trying to you know not that it's political but it has more of a message whereas i think the terminator there are messages in there for sure but it didn't feel like it was force-fed.
2: It's in your nature to destroy yourself. See <laughs> Jimmy <It's a> Jamaican. <laughs> we, need,
0: we need to be careful yeah. of the accents, don't we? That
2: was supposed to be Bavarian. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's human nature to destroy yourself. Yeah. It's inevitable judgment day is coming. But yeah, like you said, Terminator is a story in, in and of itself. It holds its owners. He's not preaching at you at that point.
0: So the you know the legacy I think at the, this point is we either need a quite a few years without anything
4: mm.
0: or we need somebody to come along and completely reinvent it. Yeah, uh, I think that's where we're where where we're kind of at. Uh, going back to the first Terminator film, favourite scene.
2: It's a toss up for me. I really like the techno scene. I think it's great. That whole that whole scene just plays out so satisfying. When he's shooting him with the the pump action shotgun, he just keeps getting back up. And he's you know, and he's just spraying people with his Uzi. Like that whole scene's great. I really like for similar reasons. I really like the the police uh, station siege or whatever you call it. That that scene's amazing. Um, I'm I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna. I think the problem is this movie has so many iconic lines and moments. There's a storm coming, you know. All of those little lines and scenes that, that drop in throughout the movie that were carried on throughout the franchise. I'll be back, all of that. Um, I'm going to give it to uh, to the, the pawn shop scene. Um, that's. I, it's not. I don't think it's my favorite scene, but I don't think it gets enough credit. Um, I also really like the the first Killing of Sarah, C. O'Connor. Yes, that scene. is chilling to watch. Um,
0: Great use of slow-mo. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, that, that's the other thing he does really well in this movie. He does it in the Techno movie. It slows it down just slightly to give you that sense of like she, she, she bends the, over see and the people it. yeah
0: I've just got that image of the people dancing in like yeah. half time and then the music slows yeah. slightly, everything just
5: slightly echoey yeah. and slow down and then, then as soon as the scene. action
0: starts it speeds up Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. such a that subtle way of to building, building tension but they say
2: like, it, like you know everything stands still you know that sort of your life flashes before your eyes or everything slows down to give your brain time to think of a solution when something's terrible they do terrible say is that when you're
0: face to face with the terminator
2: yeah yeah that is <laughs> yeah in his in his big thigh-high boots and his
0: knee-high boots that, <laughs> and that somehow fit perfectly yeah from a man yeah clearly four foot shorter <laughs> and yeah. thinner
2: yeah the bit the bit that i like as well is uh uh reese gets a jacket and a pair of as you mentioned product placement nike high tops right there um, and then in the next scene, he's got a t-shirt from somewhere, but he spends the entire film in that tramp's trousers, right? In that home, sorry, homeless person's, <laughs> tra- that housingly challenged person's trousers that must stink, I, right? I, <laughs> right. He must like <laughs> the entire film in those very snazzy trousers.
0: I just got an image of a deleted scene of being like Sarah, look, yeah, sorry. can
2: you have a shower? Because she does make a hint. I'm dying for a shower. <laughs> Aren't, aren't you
0: yeah stinky listen mate you stink you need <laughs> yeah, yeah. to get in there yeah. I've got a couple of bars of soap off your pop hey, son of a bitch stole my pants
2: yeah um, yeah next scene you see him he's got a t-shirt from somewhere that's not explained but um yeah I'm gonna go no uh, it's a toss up for me between the techno while scene for the reasons we've just mentioned it's such a satisfying mm. f- and I really like I just like that Uzi 9mm I love that scene what about you favourite scenes
0: it's a toss up between three okay uh, well, four, technically. So, obviously, I mentioned the the uh, future flashback, mm. which is a phrase that makes my head boggle every <laughs> time I say it, <laughs> yeah. where we see the the other Terminator mm-hmm. storm through the camp. I think that's... I love that. Uh, probably because that's the first thing I remember seeing from that film. Uh, I, l- I think the contrast between when the Terminator arrives in 1984, and when Kyle Reese arrives in ni- 1984, mm. I love that contrast of it being the Terminator, he's on his, he's, you know, he does that slow rise, and then he slowly looks out over LA, and, you know, that kind of calm, everything is efficiency, it's, the least amount of movement to be efficient in killing and all Mm. of that. And then you see Kyle Reese and everything, it looks like everything Uh, hurts. (laughs) He's just, just, you know, naked, falling on concrete. Mm. I've just slammed on the table if you heard a big (laughs) boom there. I'm really getting into this now. Uh, it yeah.
2: like a, a load of foam across your end of the table. <laughs> <A>
0: sponge. <laughs> uh, yeah, that contrast, I love that contrast. Yeah. I think it perfectly depicts the difference between machine and human. Yeah. Uh, subtly as well, it's mm. not in your face. Not over-laboured, I think it? the yeah. only reason why potentially I picked it out is because I was looking for things to talk about mm. as opposed to when we just, you know, most people just watch films that just consume just it and say, it yeah, I like that, you. I didn't like that. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, I think only because I know how it was filmed, and it's it's it makes me laugh every single time I watch it because it's it's genius and hilarious at the same time. So the scene where the Terminator is crushed in the hydraulic press, yeah, and you get the you, you're a terminated fucker. I love that line. Oh, yes, that's right. Oh, I've God. sworn... <laughs> we, we had ten minutes of you speaking about wangs, for Christ? Yeah, sake.
2: I'm not sure if that's going to make a cut,
0: <laughs> <either>. <laughs> <laughs> But that, you know, that line from... So, there's a shot where you just see the, the red light go out in the eye. Yeah. And I, I love that shot. One, it looks cool, and two, because of how it was made. So, for anybody who doesn't know... Those two bits of... So, the top and the bottom of the hydraulic press are simply two bits of polystyrene spray-painted silver. Nice. And then to get that that smoky effect off camera, one of the tech hands it just has a cigarette on and he's just blowing smoke past the camera lens. Is that right? And as soon as you know that, it's so easy to spot. So,
2: going to watch that scene again. But yeah.
0: it's genius because it's that thing of low budget filmmaking you have to be innovative you can't
2: uh, necessity is the mother of invention exactly
0: yeah. you can't mm. oh we we'll just pay for this to be to look better mm. you have to go and you know all uh, to be fair, there's so many miniatures in here that are really difficult to tell that they're miniatures. There's a couple of moments where you go I mean that's quite clearly you know, forced perspective, mm. think, you know... But, the, you know, the big truck explosion, mm. that's all done on a, on a one-by-six miniature.
2: Right. Did you not know that? I, I'll be honest with you, I was watching that whole scene going... How did they, they do They that? didn't have any money for this, and he's running over trees... And they're going to blow it up. And that was as far as my thinking went with it. I was watching it going, "Yeah, so money for this. So, yeah, it's, uh, and then my, I just tuned out because part of me was going, oh, we're going to get to the bit where he rises out of the flames in a minute. And as bad as Sinbad is, I love that. There's something about the looks on their faces when they look and it's like, dan, 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 dan. and up he comes and he's limping a bit. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that that was all done on miniature. Of course. So, they had, so the actual truck itself was about... Uh, eight foot long
4: mm.
0: and about probably about half a foot high they rebuilt the entire area mm. of wherever they were filming uh, with essentially big uh, like ten foot flats mm. uh, and painted it on so you, you lit. there's you know some great behind the scenes footage of them just walking around with the with the truck as they're placing it down mm. even even the way that they managed that to You know that make that explode one of the tech guys he was saying about he he loves the idea of it being like a domino effect where everything is cause and Mm -hmm. reaction whereby most people just blow up a truck Mm. but he was like well okay when he puts the pipe bomb in the tube thing I don't even know what that is but it doesn't seem particularly safe and you know complying with uh, industry (laughs) standards for trucks but (coughs) excuse me he puts that in the end, and rather than just having it blow up, what the tech guy was like, okay, well, it needs to start blowing up from the from the from the end of the truck mm. and make its way down, so it literally goes.
2: What scales the model?
0: I think it's one to six. So, the explosion's uh, really impressive. It, it uh, and it's only it's when really impressive because you can normally tell.
2: You normally it screams tiny. Explosion, I think there is a couple you know of know I mean? moments
0: where it, where you can kind of tell mm. only because. It's the movement from Sarah Connor at the same time as she's running away, mm. at the same time as you see the movement of the truck. It, mm. it jars ever so slightly if you're looking for it. it. And that's the thing. Even when you are looking for it, you can still go, that's still, that still looks great. Mm. Uh, so, so, yeah. So, I think so there's so many great, great scenes that it's difficult to really pinpoint one. I think I probably will have to go with the hydraulic press killing the Terminator at the yeah, end with yeah. the iconic line I think that's the first proper point actually no it's the second time where you actually see that character arc of Sarah Connor going from mm. I'm, a, I'm out of my depth here to the situation is what it is and I've just got to power through mm. so yeah. that's probably my favourite scene well, it's a good scene right movie. there further watching
2: well, it's any Arnie film, Terminator 2, like I've already said. I strangely wanted to watch Salvation rather than 2 after this, but you, I mean, you watch any of the Terminators, really. Um, Westworld, we already mentioned. Definitely uh, robotic cowboys trying to kill people. TV, TV series or film would work, actually, but you've got a lot more investment with the TV series. Um, I would check out, even though I haven't and I'm going to, that Outer Limits episode just out of curiosity really and I would also, interestingly enough, this, this one we I nearly was going to do this next week this film and then I thought two like uh, cyborg type robot movies in one month might be too much Robocop um <sighs> right nah I really want to watch Robocop at the moment um <laughs> So, it was nearly going to be my my pick for the next for next week, but um, oh, I love that film! That's such a good movie, right? I haven't seen the remake. We'll save it all. Guys. I've seen the remake. Yeah. It's terrible. Yeah, it looks it. Um, and I was literally genuinely going to text you, oh, I want to do RoboCop, and you were like Terminator, and I was like, I yeah. ruined
0: it for you.
2: No, it was just more like I was like, yeah, RoboCop, and I, I like, and I was like, is it, something is else, it, didn't too, I? Yeah, and I was like, is it too similar? I was like, well, we can save it. Yeah, you know I mean, so but yeah, I would recommend RoboCop. It's just such a good movie, um, which great a owes a big debt to Terminator um, and Blade 86 Runner 86 oh that problem. sounds right 86 yeah. yeah that sounds right um Arnie was in line to play Robocop spoilers yeah he, he was in talks for it I think I,
0: the problem is you're going to
2: compare it immediately aren't you I think the problem they came up against was when they tried to build a suit around him they were like this looks ridiculous <laughs> it's, like, it's not what you're yeah, supposed yeah. to look like. It's I so that's, Peter that's Weller in like that is great. Such it's a brutal,
0: good movie. absolutely brutal. Yeah,
2: it's such a good movie. Uh, apparently, I mean, we'll get round to doing RoboCop in a, yeah. uh, in a bit.
0: Save it for the RoboCop yeah. episode whenever that will be. Yeah.
2: But so brutal, they had to make edits. Apparently,
0: oh yeah, I think uh, all of those are really yeah. good shouts. Uh, I think specific Arnie movies. Our next one I would say after this that isn't part of Terminator Franchise Predator, mentioned it earlier. Great movie. I think they've similar ilk in the sense of there's a, a thing from another world, maybe not mm. in physical world, but from another time. It's a killing machine. Killing right? machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Rambo as well, in this, in in a similar kind of, just to see the kind of level of, 80s action that was happening at the time Rambo 2 maybe yeah Yeah. Uh, I think whenever you watch an Arnie film you quite closely are going to want to watch a Stallone film afterwards
2: Mm. yeah yeah I think you might be on something with with uh, Rambo 2 maybe just like like that other the other end of the 80s action
0: yeah because Rambo One's a completely different film from the rest of the franchise
2: isn't it it's, it's got much more sort of I and mean, it's got some ridiculous stuff in it, but it's much more sort of grounded movie,
5: isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
0: I think an, an, another film which is a bit of a left-field choice, but I mentioned Catherine Bigelow earlier, uh, Strange Days. That's another look at how technology mm. and, you know, a dystopian future. Mm. Uh, it's quite a long film for uh, sci-fi. It's like two and a half hours long. Ray, uh, Ray Fines and uh, Angela Bassett, I believe. I think that's a great film. Tom Sizemore as well. Mm. Basically, just keep rewatching Terminator 1 and 2 yeah. and 4.
2: <laughs> I think you could also, you could throw in a Blade Runner, um, similar, and Matrix, if it was indeed written by the same person. You'd probably... Probably worth a check out if, of the first three Matrix movies.
0: Even if it's not, it's very similar. It's it, yeah. as you say, it probably is that next level on, isn't it? Mm. Where you go from there? Uh, yeah, I think Blade Runner's, a, again another good shout, mm. and Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's a really good sequel. Still haven't seen it's, that. Have I. It is. It is phenomenal that they somehow managed to capture the same lightning in a bottle. That phrase we use all the time. Mm. So many years afterwards, and without going like too much into fan service and just doing the same thing. Oh, let's see Harrison Ford do that. You know, essentially Indiana Jones again.
5: Yeah.
0: Uh, so yeah, that's a really good, great cool. performance by Dave Batista. Uh, I think all, all of those are quite quite good shouts. Anything we want to leave the listeners with as we come to the. The end of our Terminator episode.
2: Let's go back and watch Arnie's Dawn. <laughs> 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 <I've> got nothing.
0: <laughs> there you go. That's getting edited out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it should. <laughs> Ten minutes of pure humour.
2: No, I think we covered it all, yeah.
1: Life Lessons for me, Matthew McConaughey. Come with me if you want to live. Life Lesson number 302. Y'all gonna need bigger boats.
0: Once again, we say thank you to everyone for listening. We hope you had some laughs, learned a little something, and can't wait to come back for more. Don't forget to subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts, hit us up on some of our socials, and spread the word. I've been Ryan Etherington. He's been Jimmy Murphy. We've been Bury Our Bones With.
1: a
4: one
1: Boom! job. <laughs> <laughs> boom! 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 Tum, tum, boom! Boom!
4: Boom!
1: Boom! 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 Boom!
2: Boom! 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 Boom!
4: Boom! Boom!
2: Boom! 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 Boom!
0: I'm not, I'm, I'm going to have to stop it. <laughs> You'll yeah, we'll <laughs> <laughs> Good job I observed that well, wasn't it?
2: <laughs> Perfect. Surprisingly, not a lot of Arnie impressions in that uh, in that episode. Uh, <laughs> should we get them yeah. in now? <laughs> <laughs> it's from all at the end. Come on, do it. Listen to my podcast. <laughs> Come on, I've got
0: the big wang. I spent, <laughs> spent most of our time doing a Bavarian <laughs> country accent.
2: Well, it's in human nature to destroy itself, isn't
0: it? <laughs> <laughs> <Ozy> nine millimetre. <laughs> oh, I you think you're quite wrong there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I think you're fine, I can put the bullets in the shotgun. <laughs> I've just done it. What's up, Babber?
5: <laughs> I still love Easter, Babber!
0: <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I, just, I think that's hilarious, that thought of people in Austria. Just,
2: yeah. just
5: it's being
0: crazy, like, yeah. <laughs> 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 listen to him, he's a yeah. country
2: boy. Or you'm a killer machine for in the future. Or <laughs> I am a robot. <laughs> or you've come, to, come with me
0: if you want to live. Fuck you, arsehole <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back inums. What's your What's your address over there? <laughs> Girl I'm singing of popping in. <laughs> Ask the their Babber. Loves you.